Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's that's my worldview. That's what I believe. So, I mean, so this is this is this is not rocket science. Uh, this is right. now a full MAGA house. And whether it was exhaustion or a lack of courage or a lack of imagination, um, you know, you had the entire Republican Party basically now lining up behind a super uber Trumpy speaker, wow. which seems to be the story of the last seven years. Every child gets a know your rights presentation. Is that correct? That is correct. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a know your rights presentation as well. As Have you read these New York Times reports? These stories, the, the series of stories the New York Times has done on the children who are in your care. Have you read them? Yes. Hey guys, welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We are Leah and Michelle. And Michelle normally does our one minute intro, but I don't <laughs> want you guys to go anywhere because we are moving into a prophetic kind of word and how we're doing news. And tonight I'm going to give you a word on you and your story. So yes, come sir. back for us because we're going to tell America's story. We're going to talk about the Speaker of House. We're going to talk about Donald Trump's uh, great new ad on being brainwashed. We're going to play Dinesh D'Souza's trailer for his movie, which you guys need to see, which after our show, you can actually go watch a live premiere of, which is Police State. But right now, I want you guys to get your family, get your friends together, and we wa I want to give a word to you guys. So Not only that, we're going to talk about Mike Johnson, the new speaker. I just said that. Did you say that already? I did, but we're going to do it again. Okay, again. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these amazing messages. You know, we are all heroes of our own story. There's a hero. No, stop, 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 I'm sorry. Stop, you stop, knew stop, that was stop. coming. No, I, I didn't know that. No, because that's like nails on a chalkboard, and I it don't. Is. I don't. Okay. That's not where my brain would go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here. I'm so serious. No, we're all heroes of our own story. Um, I have a hat on. Uh, anybody know what this hat is? That is a Scott Ketchum Bards of War hat. It's a really good hat. You know, those who listen to Scott's show, uh, to Scott, this is what the Lord will show me. Um, we all, we all have a circle of friends, and we all have a circle of people that are around us, our family, our friends, and outside of that are other people with other circles. Scott has a circle of people that are around him, and Scott has an amazing story that he's doing. I have an amazing people around me, and they are part of my amazing story, and Scott is part of my story, and I'm part of his story. And Michelle, believe it or not, we're is this intersectionality? People. Because this is what and the kingdom. left does. Mm -hmm. It's kingdom. Okay. It's kingdom. And um, Michelle, believe it or not, she has her own story. Uh, we're not the same people. And I'm actually a supporting character to her story. <laughs> and she's a supporting character to my story. And I was thinking about how the, how does this work out I'm for like fam like your family? Character. And then, oh my goodness, part of your story, this there, you know, there's a dad and a mom. 
and they come together and they create their own story. And then they have kids. But guess what? The kids are supporting characters to their story. They're like, and then I had kids. But the kids have their own story, right? And then as we all know, as we're growing up, listen, I'm not thinking of my mom as as her, as her me being a part of her story. I'm thinking of my own story. We're all very selfish. We, we are kind of all. But it's not selfish. You're really not going with me. Here. I am. I'm sorry. Let's go. <laughs> okay. We're not selfish. We're not. No, the idea is that we are all heroes, that we all I have like giftings, that we all have callings, and that every single person outside of that, yeah, they may be a, a supporting character to your story, but you're also a supporting character to their story. And the job of apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists is to not to get you to sit and get your butts in the seats and to listen to and help prop them up or have prop up your pastor. If you're all off, all your eyes are on your pastor, your pastor's this and your pastor's this or and your pastor's world is his world. Put him to the side. He is not a minister of the gospel, a minister of the gospel clones themselves. They help you become the hero of your story to build your team, to then go and build other teams. That is what we call the advancing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How did 12 guys, how did 12 dudes spread the gospel? Well, they didn't do it. Okay. They were heroes of their own story. You look at Peter and Peter's story. He was, he went and he, he uh, preached the gospel. He got, uh, he went to the Jews and then the Lord said, go to Cornelius's house. And we listen and we follow Peter's story. And then guess what? Cornelius has his story. Mm -hmm. And then Peter becomes a supporting character to Cornelius's story. And then Cornelius's family, all of his family members have their, 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 their own story. Right. And the best way to do this is, is if you ever seen the Avengers. I so you've got. Um, so what they did with the Avengers is they started with a guy and you get this whole story about, Ka about, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man was first. Iron yeah. Man. You got that whole story. Okay. And then you bring on and, and Iron Man has supporting characters, but then you'll bring on his support, his supporting character, uh, Jarvis. Uh, and we, yes, I know these guys, my uncle, I, this is how we literally bond. telling everybody our deep dark secrets. This is how we bond with my uncle, right? Cause yes. I got to somehow and my cousins. So this is to the Jews. We came in. We come as a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> to the Avenger lovers who become Avenger lovers. But I don't love the Avengers. I just follow them. Now, now Jarvis was a computer thing that became like a, a, a sentient being. Right. And then they make a whole story about him. Right. And then he and then Iron Man becomes a supporting character to his story. Yes. Okay. And so where does this work out in your life? And where does it work out in the Bible? I think about Elijah and Elisha. So Elisha comes along and says, hey, Elijah, I want to be a supporting character to your story. And then, what and is then I'm going to take over when you leave. And then when you do Elisha's story and you tell Elisha's story, yeah. Elijah is a supporting character to his story. That's true. He's just this guy that helped me get where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. And that's the same thing with Abraham. Abraham, father of many nations. And then Isaac becomes his own story. Okay. And then Jacob becomes his own story. All the way down to Ruth is amazing. And she has her own story. And then she gets with Boaz and they, they, they begat, Michelle, you were talking about this mm -hmm. with the whole uh, lineage of Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, they begat Obed, who Obed, begets Jesse, who begets David, who begets David. And David has obviously got his own story. But then David has Solomon, who is the, his own story, mm -hmm. right? And so when you're following God, and this does not work for anybody else. Everybody else who's not following God is a supporting character to somebody else's story. Oh, Good guy powerful. or bad guy. That's powerful. And so what we're trying to do is get people into the kingdom so that they reign as kings and priests. As a king and a priest, you are not a servant. 
you're not somebody else's, uh, uh, you know, cattle rustler. I don't know. You're not somebody else's uh, slave. Okay, you reign as a kingdom priest. But, to him, but, but what is different about the kingdom of God is that we lead by serving. That's good. We serve everybody else. The greatest amongst you is a servant of all, but who we are not subservient to is the world. Can I add something to this revelation that I'm just now hearing? Yeah. As a supporting character in other people's stories, mm -hmm. I think that we need to take that job more seriously. I know that I take it very seriously. You do. You know, with like our best friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. I take that job very, very seriously. And there mm -hmm. are those out there that just don't. They are so focused on their story mm -hmm. that they don't really see themselves as supporting characters in anyone else's story. And I think that that's a very powerful place to mm -hmm. be because when you understand that you are a supporting character in, other, in another person's story, then you will do everything that you can to make their story the best that it can be. And your job is to make other people heroes of their own story yeah okay and 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 not to stay there under your pastor or listening to them and this rolls into our first story i would say we have a new speaker of the house his name is mike johnson who is he we're going to really dive into who he is um on the second half of our show uh which you can watch on resistancechicks.com or watch later but mike johnson right now is is kind of a central character and the question is mike are you going to keep this power and this gavel? Uh, he jumped into that speakership and he's loving it right now. Okay. Are you going to stay there and have the story be about you? Mm. Or are you going to be the central character? Are you going to help get the January 6th guys out? Come are you going to help with the uh, the Twitter files? Are you going to help with the election interference? Because you Come have these to, 85 million missing children. 85,000 missing, missing children. Kids, okay. Are you going to help? facilitate as a speaker of the house your job is actually not to be the hero of the story your job is to go facilitate it so other people can be heroes in their story so a mike lindell with his election fraud what are you going to do to support him to whom much is given much is required and if you take on the a, a leadership mantle your job is to help facilitate the story of the heroes all around I you so that. it ceases to be about you and it's about other people and and to the to the greatness and to the to, to the um ability that you are able to make leaders and heroes of other people is to the extent of how you are truly a leader because true leaders create other leaders if you're just up there and you're the speaker of the house and everybody keeps thinking about you and keeps naming you and you are not facilitating the great heroic works of people around you you're not a leader and so mike johnson i pose to you this question and this challenge be a true leader and make make heroes and help facilitate the heroic actions of those around you. Let's roll this clip. This is uh, Steve Bannon on uh, Mike uh, Johnson. You prevailed. You prevailed. No one else. You. Not Gates. Not Bannon. Uh, not Mace. Not Eli Crane. Not Rosendale. Not Bobert. Not 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 the Hard Eight or the Magnificent Six. That were the that was the instrumentality of this victory. If it had not been for you, it, none of it would have happened. Impossible, and you scared them. Here's how much you scared them. Oh, the pressure campaign is not working. The pressure campaign is not working. When they're saying that, double down, triple down. The only way we're going to save the country is smash mouth. I hate to say it. It's not that you're going to get fistfights with people, but you can't back off an inch.
not an inch. Look at today. They went through a 10-minute meltdown on Mike Johnson. Why? And Vanity Fair had a huge, like, a cover story. Why? Because Mike Johnson is a devout Christian. When I say devout, I mean his whole life revolves around his belief in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That, that is something in the modern world. And he's a good man, and he's a solid man. And he's a tough man. He fought, he fought these fights in these courts for, with no money. A guy like that could be making so much money, no money, fighting, defending the Constitution, defending uh, the, the Christians. And now, remember, what we warned you about is that domestic terrorism are going to go to Christian nationalism. That's what, that's what they really fear. This is what they really fear. This is what they really fear. That we actually get back to the biblical worldview that founded this nation and built this nation into the greatest nation in the history of the earth, freed more people, created more prosperity for working people, not just the wealthy, for working people, and to have it devolve into what it's devolved in, an oligarchy with the Federal Reserve and the entire system that enriches them at your expense, and to add insult to injury, then to protect their empire, to send your sons and daughters on the foreign battlefields, not for victory, not for victory, but to defend their post-war international rules-based order. Man, that's so powerful. And so the question, what, what Steve Bannon was saying there was that you are heroes in this story. That's good. I like that. Now, the question is, now, Matt Gates seems to be over the moon that we have a guy who uh, he objected to the, ele- the uh, electors in 2020. Mm-hmm. He has been there by Matt Gates's side all this time. I and many others have our misgivings because... Quite frankly, over the course of this show that we've been doing since 2017, we have gotten very excited about a lot of people a lot of times, only to be my my biggest regret, I think, was Scott Morrison in Australia. We were like, yes, we're winning. But the point of that was actually the Australians voted in a hardline conservative. They didn't get one. And so that's what I keep telling myself when these leaders Here's, fail. Let me say this. And, and Corey, our friend Corey Gray, if you guys aren't watching the Kingdom Roundtable on Rumble every Mondays, you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey was saying, you know, it's just hard for people to accept a win. We're so jaded and we're so ready to 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 be defeated at any any turn. This is what I would say to, uh, to a Mike Johnson and about a Mike Johnson. When I look at him, I do believe that he has genuine faith in God. Mm-hmm. I think that he is genuinely a, a good man wanting to do the good of, of our country. But the important thing for us to remember, and we've been talking about this since February of 2022, these seats are demonically held. Yes. And so it doesn't matter if you get a Leah Svensson in the seat if we do not remove the demonic force from that seat, which you would do when you got in the seat, by the way, um, if you don't remove that, it will corrupt whoever sits in it. So guys, as the church, the Bible says, be sober and be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, stalks about seeking whom he may devour. We, we do not do Mike Johnson any service. Mm. If, if as the body of Christ, we look at that and go, so glad you're there. Good luck. So the people got to cover him. Here's the thing that I don't, I don't know if I'm covering him or not. I honestly, I, I, 
So I mean, in prayer, clips, we've got yes. to pull down the, the, the principalities in these high places in these seats. In the seat. But I will say this. I think that the idea of what he's presenting uh, of a biblical worldview, he had he was on Sean Hannity and, and Sean Hannity said, you know, something about his views. And he said, um, if anybody wants to know my views, just pick up a Bible and read it. Fair enough. But there's a lot of people read the Bible in a hundred different ways. The point is what I what I'm more excited about are the concentric heroic circles of everyone going on around America, mm -hmm. not Mike Johnson. That's good. Not his circle. Because right now he is his circle and he's doing his own little thing and he's thinking he's awesome and he's thinking he's, he's got all these plans he's going to do, I'm sure. And he's got a lot of alliances that he's making in the conservative party and he's actually reaching across the aisle trying to to, to be to be everybody's best friend. We'll see how far that goes. He even he got a standing ovation with with both the Democrats and the Republicans. You know what? I will never get one. You're, I'm not ever going to get a standing ovation from these Democrats. George, Jim Jordan would not have gotten one. No, he would not. And so if you are getting a standing ovation from the Democrats, it's it, there is a reason why. You know, we were all really excited about Mike Pence, too, because he was very Bible-based. He was. But what, I, what I'm seeing amongst you guys, and this is what Stephen Bannon is saying about even with the Mike Johnson getting into that speakership, even if the, it's he just demonically held and he doesn't actually do what you want him to do, the fact that he's there is our pressure, our pressure on the lawmakers to not get another Boehner, to not get another yeah, Paul good. Ryan, to not stand with just a, a, a quasi uh, McCarthy for Matt Gates to, to push it and push it and push it and push it and push it. Guys, there's nobody in Congress worth having as Speaker of the House. I'm sorry that this comes as a maybe a, a newsflash to you or maybe a disappointment. Nobody there is good. Nobody. Look at Lauren the Ho Bobert. Okay, look at Marjorie. I'm having an affair with McCarthy Green. Okay, uh, Matt Gates pushed hard and the best they could. But guys, it's up to us. We can hold their feet to the fire. We can hold them responsible. We can hold them accountable. And I'll play this next clip by Bannon and um, Jack Posobiec talking about a biblical worldview. And the the things that are coming out of Mike Johnson's mouth are pretty good. So you know what? That's the truth. And we call those things that be not as though they were. And we speak forth the truth, even if Mike's not going to live it out. Well, hang on. He may, though. You know why? Because Donald Trump was not convicted inside with the things that he was saying until he started saying them repeatedly and the people kept encouraging it. And then it became his own conviction. And so that there could be that. So let's take a listen and see what they have to say about Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson is certainly not perfect, as none of us are. We're going to get into some policy things that are popping up already because there's going to be disagreements. But his, when he lays out that he has a biblical worldview, which, quite frankly, is the worldview that built this nation, founded this nation and built this nation, why are they losing it? Well, Steve, they're losing it because it's exactly that, that this is uh, the Western tradition is based around three separate qualities okay greek philosophy roman law and the values of the bible this is how our civilization was built this is how our civilization was created this is how the united states of america was created from nothing after its discovery and so the idea that these values would be able 
to find their way back into the very leadership, the very core of our government, whether it be from any position, whether it's Trump, whether it's the sky, whether it's somebody else, whether it's the war room posse, the fact that people who actually believe in the core values that built our entire civilization are coming back to power terrifies them because the, these are the anti-civilizational forces that have been working to destroy Western civilization for the last 60 years through their long march through the institutions in the name of tolerance, in the name of equity, in the name of reform, in the name of whatever name they come up with for the latest thing. What have they been doing? They've been working to destroy our cities. They've been working to destroy our families. They've been working to destroy, by the way, our country's national security. And in doing so, we've seen how they've broken the bonds of our communities, broken the bonds of our families, twisted the minds of our children. And the first thing they did, Steve, I'm going to point this out very clearly. The very first thing they did was fight to remove God from the public square. Because once you remove God, once you remove the moral fabric of a nation, then you can replace it with anything. This is why they came for God first, because Steve, when movements like this get going, God is always the first thing they come for, because they know that a religious people, a people who believe in God, a people who have a direct spiritual connection with their creator, cannot be reprogrammed or deprogrammed, as Hillary Clinton says she wants to send of all of us, like Doug Mackey, who they're throwing behind bars, Owen Schroyer, who's in solitary confinement right now, Steve. Right now, Brother Owen is in solitary confinement in a federal correction institution because he refused to get vaccinated, so they locked him up, and he's in solitary confinement because he would not bend. Do you understand that's somebody who believes God? That's where they want to put you. That's where they want to put me. That's where they want to put Trump. That's where they want to put all of us. But it's not going to work because God is coming back. You know, there's too many of us to put in solitary confinement. I like that from Jack Posobiec. But speaking of Owen Schroyer, when we come back on the other half of uh, the break here, we are going to talk about the fact yeah. that he is serving a sentence right now. Yeah, and they put him in solitary confinement. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. The BLM writers who tried to burn down Washington, D.C., they actually got an apology. Because they felt like they, the, the, the capital breaks were too your, harsh. The criminal breaks into your house and then so you get sorry. an apology. So sorry the police came and arrested you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Owen Schroyer, he is a he is a free speech victim right now. Uh, and I will tell you what, he is he has um Elon Musk has still not restored his account and he Elon Musk has decided he oh um I'm the free speech, whatever, but Alex Jones isn't allowed on, Owen Shore is not allowed on, resistance chicks is not allowed on. Okay. Um, but he has his own uh account that he's um that he's that he has people who are tweeting from for him while he is in jail and he is going to put out snippets. But um my goodness, why, where are our conservative leaders? Mike Johnson, where are you on Owen Schroyer going to jail? Like, yeah. these are all part, these are people who were there on January 6th supporting the president of the United States, and they want to act like we don't exist because the left paints us as weird. The left paints Alex Jones. Alex Jones is definitely over the top, but no more over the top than Rachel Maddow. And what exactly. if Rachel Maddow's assistant went to jail? The left would rally around her. But no, it's like every time the left... Um, 
says something about like, oh, look at Alex Jones and what he did to the kids uh, with Sandy Hook. No, it all looked weird, just like this main shooting looks weird. Okay, the the, the parents coming out act. It, it was definitely looked like it was set up. I thought the same thing. I'm still not convinced of what happened at Sandy Hook. And you're not allowed to say anything. Like it's like the moon landing. You can't say anything. Don't say. Don't ever question the accepted narrative. You know where I like to to be able to do that? Right here on the, on the Brighton Network. Network. We can question the accepted narrative right here on Brighton TV, which I love. And I'm a huge shout out to Mike Adams and the team. Please visit the, the producers. store, guys. Go to the Brighton store, brighteonstore.com. Use promo code CHICKS. Not only will you be getting absolutely phenomenal products, but you will be keeping programs like this yes. on the air. So if you appreciate listening to Resistance Chicks every Friday, go to the brighteonstore.com and use promo code CHICKS. Now. Don't go anywhere. Here's a few messages from our amazing sponsors, and we will be right back after this. You know, Leah, we got our start in doing Resistance Chicks. We've been doing it for almost seven years. Because of Alex Jones. Because of Alex Jones. Because our mom actually played Alex Jones on the big screen in the living room, and we hated Donald Trump. And Alex showed totally us a different side. Showed us a different side. of uh, yeah. yeah. And Owen's been there as, you know, Alex's right-hand guy. And so while we don't really watch InfoWars anymore, just because we don't watch much of anything, I'm I'm always going to be a giant supporter of InfoWars and Alex Jones. Even if he goes sideways and crazy. Because I don't care. I love him. He was the I first the guy, always on, always on the ball. Uh, we used to say just Alex Jones would give a story and, and it'd be two weeks ahead of everything else. And that's where we get our name from. And you know, we've and we've been on uh, Infowars twice, a and few times. If, well, maybe even more than that. Yeah, with with Millie Weaver when she was over there, and I have to tell you that they are they are doing God's work. I'm sorry, there's no other way around it. They may not be perfect. Nobody now, is. We are not. <laughs> They're not perfect, but who is? If, we, if everybody was perfect, we would get this nation back. And you know what I like about resistance chicks. What do you like about resistance chicks? We've never turned our back on Alex Jones like no, so many people. No, we call him out. Well, but I we never do. hide from him. No, like he's like legit. Even we though always he needs have a, supported like him. his support with Andrew Tate. Like, come We're on, like, stop like, that, stop that with stop the that. with the devil there. Okay, so Owen has gone to jail. Yeah. So let's take a listen to what's going on and him actually serving this prison. Yeah, this sentence. was he has a Twitter account, the political prisoner Owen Schroyer. You can go follow. It's already uh, verified. Well, you can be. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, about you that. can. Do, okay. You can do that. He says, "Let's see. Update. I have confirmed through a contact with FCI Oakdale that Owen is doing well. He was able to get a radio and book. Some inmates have passed along snacks. He's scheduled to leave SHU on Monday." Owen reiterated to please follow the rules when sending mail to avoid complications. Next week, we plan to provide a direct update via recorded phone call. Date and time to be announced. Hashtag free Owen. Let's hear what he has to say. His last words before heading to uh, jail. Yep, the can. Owen Schroyer here, and I'm about to turn myself in to be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. Unfortunately, we knew that things would get this bad. Unfortunately, we knew the Democrats were this corrupt, and now I have to hit the front lines and be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. And as I go, I am currently involved in litigation to try to get my original Twitter account back, at all I do is Owen, where I had over 300,000 followers, but I've been censored there for years. So in the meantime, while I'm away, I've launched this Twitter account, at Owen Schroyer 1776, it's actually run by a media team. It's not run by me, but my media team, 
who will be giving you updates while I'm incarcerated, daily updates while I'm incarcerated, sharing old video clips, new video clips, and as well as phone audio recordings and maybe even live recordings while I'm away. So please follow this account at Owen Schroyer 1776 for updates while I'm away and spread this video far and wide to let others know, hey, Owen Schroyer is back on Twitter right here at Owen Schroyer 1776. And that year, 1776, is extremely important, not just because it was the founding year of our country, but the U.S. government is arguing that it's illegal for me to say 1776 in Washington, D.C. Don't believe me? Check the U.S. government sentencing memo for yourself. They said that me chanting 1776 in Washington, D.C. is worthy of 60 days in prison. So... It's Owen Schroyer, 1776. Please share this video. Let people know I'm back on Twitter and follow this account for updates while I'm away. Godspeed and God bless. So on the 26th, uh, this was uh, yesterday, I guess, host of Alex Jones show, Owen Schroyer has been placed in solitary confinement as he begins a 60-day prison sentence for his role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. So if you can't say 177, if, if, the, if the numbers 1776 equal, what they're, what they're trying to say is equals, mm -hmm. let's overthrow the government and we are planning actively to do so. And, you know, we've got guns and militia. They're, they're trying to say that just by him sh saying 1776, that he is calling he didn't do for anything. overthrowing He didn't of the go government. into the Capitol. But, but he's serving 60 days in jail because of his role, because so, of his role as a leader in our movement. But let me ask you this, and I don't know the answer to this. I think I do, but I don't. Are you, can you go to jail if you are, say, if you, if you make calls for, I think that this government should be overthrown? Is that a jailable offense? No. So, but even if, so, what they're saying though is he he was shouting something that kind of said that I think we should overthrow the government, oh. which is him shouting 1776 because that's what they did in 1776. Yeah. I didn't know you could go to jail for that. Yeah, somebody says the amount of support Owen has received over the last few days is living proof that there is still exceptional, kind, and generous people throughout this country. Um, did you know that he's actually being held in the prisoner where of uh, in the jail that? is the district of Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. You're kidding. No. So, Mike. Mike. Mikey. Mike. Let's take care of this. T what was his crime? He publicly questioned the 2020 election by chanting 1776 on January 6th. Wow. He did nothing violent. He didn't enter the Capitol. 1776. So for anybody out there, 1776. But so for anybody out there, I have there, all these shirts to say 1776 United. Thinking that this will never happen. You will never be jailed I in America can't believe for speaking this. for saying something. We're looking at it, folks. We're looking at it. You're just you just witnessed it. Remember, Douglas Mackey was sentenced to seven months in jail for a meme that said, "Text your vote for Hillary." To such and such and such and such. It was a joke. It was a meme. If everybody thinks you can text your vote, they shouldn't be voting. But I didn't know that you could go to jail for a joke. Just because other no, people No, because might they not said it. it was election interference. Like interference with somebody's right to whatever, whatever. 
Yeah, here's here's what those those laws are for, by the way, with the, with is that if you were to pick up a sign that uh, said voting here and you went and put it somewhere else, like you removed it. Right. And you and but not if you text a meme that says text your vote to Hillary, blah, 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 blah. Like the the seven months in jail for that. And Owen for chanting 1776. Why would it be a fine for no, a meme? I mean for the meme, like why a meme? It's a joke. Why would you? Because do- it, it 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 is eerily similar in a digital world to what you just said. But it doesn't matter. All you would do is say, "Hey, I hope you know that that was probably that might have led some." No one actually did it. And by the way, there were Democrats that put out the same thing, and they didn't get they didn't. That put- right there is the thing that's infuriating. If, okay, if it's a double standard. No, no. Here's the thing: if you don't know, like my mom always say, if you don't know that something is a crime, you can't be punished for it. If in his brain, he's thinking to myself, nobody's stupid enough to text their vote. Right. I'm sure he if, was thinking If he that, truly yeah. meant to try to get people not to vote. Exactly. That because, would be and you know, this was the same defense that Hillary Clinton had. It wasn't intended. It wasn't intentional. If he truly meant it, you know what I mean? And, and for a judge to say, no, you really meant for people yeah. not to vote and to text their vote. Okay. So also going on right now. Right. It's a war. There's a war happening. And Israel yeah. is is plowing through certain neighborhoods in Gaza. And Republicans on Capitol Hill, you guys know our Revelation Red Pill. You guys know that we do not say we unequivocally support whatever Israel does because the Bible tells us to. But there are Republicans. The Bible they, does not tell us to, by the way. Because that's what they say. Right? Exactly. There are Republicans who do believe that that's what the Bible tells us to do. And they could be getting us involved in World War III. And they certainly are all going to vote on this giant package of billions of dollars to send to Israel. Every single one of them. Both Democrats. Hey, guys, if you have uniparty um, support on something, it's not God. Right. Okay, because those people are never led by God. You may pick up a few people who are like, yeah, let's do this. But when you have 99 senators that are going to vote for a package to send to Israel, then that is actually the devil. And where are they getting this from? I want you to see this clip. Uh, We we talked to uh, members of Congress about Israel and the U.S.'s relationship. All right, y'all go. The U.S. has an intrinsic interest in making sure that Israel not only receives our best prayers and offers of success, but our armaments, our money, and our ability to make sure that in a very dangerous reason, this democracy survives. There are some uh, biblical prophecies that say that control of of Jerusalem by the Jews uh, is important for the second coming of, of Christ. This entire matter is based upon faith of our maker, of our creator, but it's also faith of a chosen people. Can you ask why the Democrats are using our law enforcement officers and political funds? The Democrats who have been campaigning to defund our law enforcement as their people, BLM and Antifa, riot and loot in the streets. How would you like to see the Capitol Police on there? government in Israel. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of the U.S. relationship with Israel? There have been two nations created to glorify God, Israel and the United States of America. I will bless both. I will honor both. I will do all I can to stand and defend them. Thank you, Congresswoman. Take care. Karen, do you have a quick second? Sure, man. 
Do you think there's a role of uh, religious extremism here in the U.S. funding and shaping the, the conflict? I mean, there are a lot of folks who are part of the evangelical movement that want to support Israel. To support yeah, Israel, yeah, and, yeah. and we don't really kind of see that that same kind of constituent group pushing the other way. Yeah, I wouldn't label the Baptist or the uh, evangelical community as extreme because I believe, feel like they're following the scripture and what the scripture says about Israel. Those who bless Israel will be blessed. I mean, they, they take it literal, and I'm one of those people. You know, there are some Christian Zionists that do believe in some of these biblical prophecies, and they're very controversial within, even within the Christian Zionist evangelical community. Yeah, and believing in Armageddon, that there will be a final battle around Jerusalem, and that after that battle, you know, um, there's a judgment day, Jews will be killed or converted, Jesus will come back, there's going to be a rapture event. Um, what do you think about those kind of prophecies? I believe Jesus will come back, and I'm, and I'm going to be on his side. So very interesting. I like that this is making it to the mainstream. I like that people are calling this out for what it is. Blind trust in a false theology. Uh, I, I really appreciate um, Brad Cummings coming on Mike Adams' show. Yes. And Mike Adams saying, uh, is biblical prophecy set in stone, Michelle? No, it is not. Are these true biblical prophecies? The, and in fact, though, these are not true biblical prophecies. They are and they were. And we see them fulfilled in 70 AD. And guys, I've been saying this on Revelation Red Pill. What you believe when you're supporting Israel is you have to understand if you're looking at Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse. Israel gets destroyed because Israel gets destroyed God. and two thirds of them die because of how awful and evil they are. Because so they're hang on a minute. God. You're supporting Israel all the way up to the point where you believe that they're going to fulfill a prophecy where they are disobeying God so much that two thirds of them and millions and millions of them die. A third temple gets rebuilt, which is not in the Bible anywhere. Sacrifices start happening again, which is not in the Bible anywhere. The reason why there's a, a theology that has been that has come about saying that a third temple must be rebuilt and sacrifices must be renewed again is because the prophecy says that all of these things will end at that time. Yeah. And guess what? Jesus looked at the Sadducees and the Pharisees and he said, in this generation, all of this stuff will happen within a generation in 40 years. It did. So stop trying to apply something that already happened to now. Yes, Jesus is going to come back for a pure and spotless bride, a victorious yeah. bride, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. But stop blindly supporting Israel because even if you you do falsely take those prophecies that that were used to be one of the greatest apologetics, yeah. which means proof that Jesus is who he says that he is. Even if you yeah. take those, then you have to take them literally. In those prophecies, Israel and Jerusalem are the bad guy. I know. So you don't actually really because support Israel. Because they turn their faith against God. We, Leah and I, and Resistance Chicks Nation, we support Israel. And we support, we support Everybody that is chosen by God, which guess what? Anybody that answers the call is chosen by God, is God right. chosen. We need to preach to Hamas. We need to preach to Palestine. We need to preach to Gaza. We need to preach to Israel. We need to preach to the people in Uzbekistan. You are God's chosen people. Answer the call. There is no separate Israel. You know that in the prophets, you don't know what you don't know. You need to read your Bible. God wrote Israel a bill of divorcement. That's over. You don't keep going back to your ex. Jesus 
came and, and established a new covenant where all are grafted in and when everybody is equal. God says I will everybody is equal. When God says I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, he that is part of the uh, covenant when the people are following God. Tel Aviv is just as LGBT perverse as LA. They made everybody get the vaccine. They the made whole everybody nation. get the vaccine. You know they people actually, died? In, you know, in Israel, it's um, you're allowed to get abortions. And when Roe v. Wade was overturned last year, they actually, as some sort of, in some sort of perverse, like, solidarity with abortionists in America, they even made their abortion restrictions looser in Israel as a result. Do you know how many atheists who don't even believe in God, in Yahweh at all, are in Israel? Yeah, atheistic Jews. They're, they don't even have a faith in God at all. They are apostates. God is not blessing Israel. And so we cannot stand with Israel right now. Exactly. They are not following God. The Israelis do not believe in Jehovah, Jireh. They do not. And there might be the, some in there that do. But to say that we are to bless the whole nation who is anti going against God. Here's the thing. Guess what, guys? We all know that America isn't following God right now. We know Second Chronicles says, if my people who call by my name will humble themselves and seek their face, then I will seek come. Seek my face. Yeah, that's what I said. You said seek their face. Seek my face. Then I will come and heal your land. We know that God's judgment is coming on America. Yes. We know that our nation is not following God. How much more our nation filled with like filled with so many Christians. And we know God's Israel and Jerusalem, they're not following God. They are not obeying God and they have not entered into this war. Uh, it, 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 have, listen, they, have you Hamas seen is them? Satan. Hamas is full of the devil. Palestine needs an exorcism. But guess what? So do the Jews. In Israel. In Israel. Okay? They need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Leah Shirt literally today says y'all need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. Right. And we don't follow anybody that's not following Jesus. Full stop. All right, Leah, next like, next story here. All right. So I want you guys to see this ad uh, about being brainwashed. Uh, Trump's new ad on um, being brainwashed. Here we go. With Trump taking a commanding lead and Bidenomics hurting American families, genius Hillary Clinton has come up with a way for Biden to win. There needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Formal deprogramming of the cult members. Deprogramming deprogramming of the cult members. A brilliant plan. And here's what that would look like. Pay attention. Joe Biden will defeat him. Biden has done an amazing job. Amazing, amazing job. But there's one small problem. The basket of deplorables. Deplorables, deplorables, deplorables. Working Americans aren't idiots. And they know who's on their side. To American workers watching their take-home pay shrink and watching inflation destroy their family and their lives, to all of you, I have your back. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Okay, that ad is so actually very fitting. All right, you guys, but I want you guys to go see tonight. Uh, go to Dinesh D'Souza. Go to uh, policestate.com. I want to end with the trailer. We saw this movie on, on Monday, and everybody I think it's policestatefilm.net is the actual address. Not that that matters, but okay. it does matter, actually. All right, I want to end with this trailer. Everybody go see this movie. It's really worth seeing.
Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. 6 a.m. I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military-style soldiers with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant! Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house, have clothes, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I had no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremists. It really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Police State. Exclusively in theaters, October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net. All right, you guys, we'll see you next Friday right here on Brighteon.tv. God bless. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's up Friday, October 27th. Wait, where are you going to be on Wednesday? When? No, Tuesday. Tuesday. Why do I keep you keep Wednesday? thinking it's it's going? It's Tuesday into Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, y'all. Y'all are gonna be. You know, I got a message today, Scott Kesterson. 
I don't know where they're Can I come to your uh, anti-Halloween party? In person? And Because he was like, Scott Kesterson didn't really make it clear whether it was just live streaming. No! He didn't even give the address, in I don't think, person. online. In Go ahead and just read the address. In person. For the Portland event. Because you guys can find... Well, um, this person was asking about coming to our event. Oh, really? Yeah, let's screen share here. Here's okay. what I want y'all to do. This is what, watch, follow instructions. Are you ready? Tuesday, October 31st. I don't know why everything's going so slow here, but give it a second. There we go. You're going to be, yes, it is also AKA Halloween. You're going to go to resistancechicks.com. You're going to click on this banner right here. Night of Freedom. Boom. There it is. If you live in Ohio or within five hours, we're giving you a five-hour radius. Five-hour driving time. You can take off work on Wednesday, okay? You're going to go to the Harvest Revival Center, 1488 Johnsville, Brookville Road in Brookville, Ohio, 45309. All this information is on resistancechicks.com. We are going to be praying against Ohio Issue 1. Then the radical leftist agenda that would like to generally mutilate children yes. and have abortion up to birth here in Ohio. Yes, exactly. But more than that, we are also opening up the doors. Neil's church is a revival church. It is a revival church. So if you church. need deliverance, if you need prayer, if you, we're going to worship, Dude, we're going to shake the house. We're going to shake it. And we're going to have a night of freedom because we are going to declare freedom for the captives. Amen. Coast to coast. So where else are they going to go? Coast to coast with the Holy Ghost. Okay. Now, you're the next place you're going to go. Down here. Nope. If you live within five, well, we, we extended it. If you East, Oregon's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. That's true. So if you live within eight hours driving distance of Hillsborough, Oregon, a.k.a. Portland, Oregon. 30125 Northwest Scotch Church Road. It's literally church. Wait, 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 wait. Because if you. <laughs> Hillsborough, Oregon. If you say that really fast, it's just Scotch Church. <laughs> oh my gosh that's it's not it's not scott it's scotch but it but it sounds like scott's church s-c-o-t-c-h it does sound like it always does but it's, you know scott everything is sounds about scott, scott has some scottish in him i know well, and it's scott hillsborough oregon 97124 and it's going to be it's going to start at 6 30 and it's going to they're going to go all, all the way to the morning to a so they're going to have a sunrise. breakfast they're going to have a sunrise service we know all about scott kesterson's sunrise service which he did not show up on time for at bards fest by the way we all drug ourselves out of out of bed and but then it, but it, we're, it, we all sound really happy and this is going to be a happy time, but it also is serious. If you have baggage and you need prayer and you need deliverance, go. This is where you need it. Brian and Alicia Derrico. Yeah. CJ and Rick Moyer. The Cantrell. The Cantrell crew, family. All of them. And of course, Scotch Kesterson. That was a funny yeah. joke there I made. Um, but also, if you tuned in to the Isaiah 61 conference, which so mm -hmm. many of you did and your lives were changed. Yes. You need, to, if you live within, I don't know how many hours of Yuba City, California. Yeah. You need to get to the Church of Glad Tidings. That's 1179 yes. Eager Road, E-A-G-E-R Road, Live Oak, California, 95953. Oh, that's easy to remember. Yeah. With pastors Dave and Cheryl Bryant. I need to actually update this um, flyer, but I did add this. 7 p.m. they're going to be doing prayer and teaching on witchcraft and curses. Oh. We know everyone's going to be watching their live stream, by the way. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but there are three hours. That's right. So we they get, are get at least till nine thirty with us. Well, except for this, it's competing with the Scotch Church Road one because they're the same time zone. Mm -hmm. uh, then at eight thirty, they're going to be doing the Holy Holocaust. I don't even know what that is. It just sounds cool. Uh, at nine p.m., late night prayer against the unfruitful works of darkness, and the church will be open till three a.m. So, where y'all going to be? 
This is where you're going to be. If you want to watch the live streams, though, okay, all of them will be available to watch at bardsfest.com. Hannah has already put all of the options uh, right there. And again, I don't know why my computer's going so slow here, but uh, we've got all three of the options there that Hannah has uploaded. Now, on the first in the evening, I don't know what time this is going to be, probably 9 p.m. Eastern Mm -hmm. Standard Time, if I had to guess, um, Bards Nation is launching and we're going to be doing a show. Mm-hmm. So that's, we're probably going to do Revelation Red Pill, a pre-record with Brad Cummings mm-hmm. starting at seven. It's from seven to nine. And then right at nine o'clock, we will launch Bards Nation. We'll be doing a show with Scott Kesterson. So there's a lot going on that you guys have to look forward to. So where are you going to be Halloween night? We're reclaiming the day. Yeah. We're, we're bringing I'm gonna start light to darkness. Thanksgiving. Th- <laughs> Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving. Where are you going to be on October 31st? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. night. That's good. The night of freedom. I'm giving thanks because, uh, and here's the thing. Vote for me for president because I had a big revelation. Here it comes. We did an amazing episode, if you didn't watch it, on the you know satanic origins of Halloween, where it started, the Samhain, uh, the, the, the blood rituals and all those things, and then where we're at right now, where it's super dark and you don't want your kids to go trick-or-treating because they're dressing up like little... Uh, demons and everything like that. Stop it. But your kids want to get together. No more bobbing for apples, though, because... I found that out from Pastor Dave Bryant. I did not know that the bobbing for apples... I'm totally stealing Leah's line, and I want to. I'm stealing this one. Bobbing for apples comes from... They were going to do these, like... Um, sacrifices. 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 And if you wanted to avoid the human sacrifice, you would bob for apples in a vat of oiling, boiling oil. Stop bobbing for apples! That's a bad idea. Stop it! But there are things you can do, okay? Uh, They didn't have a lot of pumpkins over there in Europe, so you're good. There was turnips. Don't carve the turnip heads, okay? So... Y'all just need to watch our, our, our show, our Revelation Red Pill but, from this past week. Okay, so I'm, I'm getting to a point here. I'm sorry. Okay. Got fired So, so uh, you know, Stop. we have some friends who are like, whose kids still want to do trick-or-treating. And um, kids want to get together. They don't want to miss out. And the idea of having a festival at the end of the growing season. Should be And a thing. Yeah. I want to make, make me president. I'm going to make the entire month of October Thanksgiving. Because, guys, the fourth week of November doesn't it's make sense. Cold. It's cold. It's usually snowy. You're not you celebrating outside. harvest at you're the not, end of November. No, you're not. You're actually getting, it's really hard to grow turkeys uh, to be ready for Thanksgiving. Okay, so no, no, no. No more Thanksgiving in, in, the, in, in November. Thanksgiving needs to be the entire month of October where we as... As Christians, as a people of God, thank God for for the planting time. Thank God for the growing season. And thank God for the harvest. And we bring everything together, all of our extras. And we help people can them up or dehydrate them. It's too close to Christmas anyway. It is. But we need to have a whole month of Thanksgiving to God. The Jewish feasts were based on this. And so I want, and I am changing it to Thanksgiving month, just like we have Christmas month. We're going to have Thanksgiving season. You know, and it's going to be from the end of September all the way through October. And it's going to be beautiful. And if you're, and, and everybody should do a Mecca to where there are some fall trees to look at somewhere. Okay. And have the kids running around and bringing all your family and friends together and having, you know, uh, so maybe some, all the fun stuff that 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 you you learned that year, you're gonna okay. We're gonna have a law rolling rolling contest. We're gonna have a Did saw. Did you just come up with that? Law? No, I t- I said this to Sam. We're gonna have a one of those sawing contests. 
Uh, we're going to have maybe some horseshoe contests, maybe some horse riding contests. We're going to have uh, some contests where you bring in your best glass of milk or your best cheese or your best butter. So you're already planning this event for next year. Yeah. And every single community is going to have a Thanksgiving month, but it's going to be on October 31st or that weekend around there. And every single community is going to have games for the kids, competitions for adults. adults no like dressing competitions up, though, too. unless you yeah. dress up as a pilgrim. We're going to have some, some three-legged races. Just we're gonna, We need to have some Are competitions. Really that great? There's got to be something better than a three-legged race, though. Put your ideas in, in the chat. We are going to have the very best harvest uh, Thanksgivings. And I don't want to call them parties. Because I want it to be, this needs to be a Harvest Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving where we are thanking God mm. for all the stuff we have. By the time November rolls around, we're just cold. <laughs> and we're not like thanking him for all the stuff we put up all summer. And then what it's going to encourage people to do is I want to be part of that. So let me plant some stuff. Let me put some stuff up. Let me bring in and every, it's going to be a competition. Let bring, me bring your best whatever. Tell the people how I always decorate from the 1st of October to the end of November. Thanksgiving. Yeah. All of our pilgrim decorations are out. Mm -hmm. Everything is out. I've got mm -hmm. the, the Forefathers Monument on the center of our piano. I've got all these fall leaves. Everything yeah. is fall. Everything I is I like the idea of bringing your best canned good, no matter what it is, and just having a competition. Like, what is the best thing you you jarred up? Like mm -hmm. you're, and, and it's like the best of show, like the best, uh, whether it's peaches or pickles or whatever. We will and win you put every your time one with the best thing, whether jam. it's jam. The red raspberry okay? jam is going to win. And then there's a tasting contest to see what is the number, and you have to rate it. Like, you know this what I mean? This is really great. I'm so excited about this. I like it. So where are you going to be this year on Reformation Day, by the way, which is the same day? Is this all Scott in the chat? <laughs> yes. Look at him. He's in the chat. That's Hello, awesome. Mr. Kesterson. Hello, so glad you're here. Mr. Kesterson. Everybody's wondering where he's at. He's, uh, is he letting everybody know? Yes, he is. He's, shows are going to start tonight, I think. He's, got, he's getting it figured out. He's getting it figured out. All right, so I actually want to play just a short little uh, clip Scott, here. Scott, did you see Leah's hat? She she pointed it out on our Brighton show. She had a we really are, good message. We are, As a matter of fact, if you guys missed the Brighton show, which, shoot, I need to send Hunter a message and make sure that my show ends up in the right folder before he goes. Um, you need to check out our Brighton shows every week. They yes. are so good. I know, we're not going right. Okay, so I know. I want to bring this up because... We're going to watch the whole thing? No, we're going to watch parts of it, though. Uh, you can watch all of our show on Halloween that we did on Wednesday. And then I want you guys to go to my Facebook page or just to the Church of Glad Tidings YouTube page. I want to play for you guys uh, a parts of uh, the Hell and Halloween Beware from the Church of Glad Tidings, uh, Dave um, Bryant here. Hang on one second. Okay, making sure. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. All right, I'm sorry. I just That was really important. I needed to do that. Every, every week, I just okay. got to make sure. Okay, here we go. We're ready. Hi there, my name is Dave Bryan. Dave. I'm the senior pastor of the Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City, California. And I've had some experience in occult level deliverance over the last 30 years. And I'd like to talk to you today about some reasons that Christians should not participate in the occult festival called Halloween. I know a lot of people think Halloween is just a fun time for kids to get free candy. And a lot of people just think it's a happy holiday. But Halloween is a long way from a happy holiday. Halloween is named after Sam Hain, originally pronounced Soween. Soween is the dread lord of death that was celebrated by the ancient Druids and the Celts. 
All through the summer, light has ruled in its preeminence over the darkness. More daylight hours than dark hours. But at the end of October, there's a shift. And at that time, the hours of darkness are more significant and longer than the hours of daylight. And so that's a time that the Celts and the ancient Druids, they celebrated the preeminence of the darkness. They were saying darkness now has the upper hand. And also it was a celebration of the end of the growing cycle. Green plants die. So in their mind, it was a perfect time to celebrate Soin or Samhain, the dread Lord of Darkness. Samhain, the dread Lord of Darkness, is another moniker for who we call Satan, the great adversary. And he was the ruler over darkness and death and all evil things. And so the Druids worshipped his power, and it was a celebration of the preeminence of death over life. As Christians, we celebrate the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We celebrate the preeminence of life over death, and particularly the resurrection life Amen. of Jesus Christ. But the Druid the apple out of the boiling cauldron the by boiling. their teeth. Now, you can imagine uh, the damage that would be done to anybody who was bobbing, trying to grasp an apple with their teeth as it floated in a vat of boiling oil. And that's where we get the macabre and bizarre masks that are worn every Halloween. Christians need to understand this. If Halloween was a good and Christ-honoring celebration, there would be lots of decorations that had to do with life, that had to do with joy, that had to do with blessing, that had to do with heavenly virtues. But if you go into a Halloween store, little children, they're repelled by the evil. Witches, of course, are those of the crooked way, the path of the goat, the goat's head. The Druids take their name from the Druist tree, which is the ancient oak tree. If you'll notice the structure of trees, uh, many, many trees, many variations of trees are almost completely straight trunk. But the oak is twisted. All the limbs are twisted. Halloween. Originally, hallow Soween. That's where we get the name. Halloween. Hallow or honor Soween. And so uh, the witches come out and they do rituals of all kinds. They have their broomsticks, which are phallic symbols. Uh, the pointed hat is a phallic symbol. And there is uh, debauched sexual rituals of all kinds that happen on Halloween. And the Bible teaches us not to celebrate these things. The Bible says, uh, have no part of the, the wicked deeds of yes. unrighteousness, uh, the deeds of darkness. Uh, but instead, we are to expose them. We are to be children of the light. Uh, far from participating in a Druid ritual, far from celebrating the name of the Dread Lord of Darkness. So we, uh, we should shine Lord the light darkness. into this heinous uh, holiday. And by the way, our English word heinous comes from Sam Hain and all of the evil that deeds that were done in the name of the Dread Lord of Darkness. Uh, so for many years, there was an All Saints Day that was celebrated in May. It was a time to remember the martyrs that gave their lives for their faith. Anton LaVey. There are others that I have known, some of them personally, some of them I've read their stories, about uh, being drawn into high-level occult activity uh, through Halloween celebrations when they were children. There's a, a book written about the life of a man who was both a vampire and a uh, satanic high priest. His name is William Schnobellen, and he wrote a book that um, is called Lucifer Dethroned. In that book, he tells about how his soul was captured by evil when he was just a boy. He was out with a friend, uh, trick-or-treating, and he had a supernatural experience. He saw uh, multiple demon eyes looking at him from the sky, and he heard a concerted voice that said, we own you now. And the rest of his life, he struggled with extreme occult involvement. He was drawn to it. He was involved in every dark thing imaginable. And finally, because of the grace of God, the mercies of God, uh, he found new life in Jesus Christ. But he and others will warn Christians, please stay away from Halloween. Halloween is not a Christian celebration. It is the high day of darkness throughout the world. Years ago, I was a chaplain for the Yuba City Fire Department. We doubled staffed uh, every Halloween. The ER double staffed every Halloween. And why, Michelle? Why do you double staff for firefighters? You can stop that one. You can bring it back. Uh, because bad things happen. Yes. This is not... Do, you know what? They do probably have to be on alert on Thanksgiving because of those turkey fryers. Yeah. But other than that, you're okay. Christmas and stuff like that. 
But no, Halloween is this time of evil and darkness, and uh, we need to not be celebrating along in with any and in any capacity, guys. And I get it. You you want to take your kids to the harvest parties at church where they're going to dress up. Mm -hmm. If your church is going to do a dress up party, let it be at any other, any time, other time of the any year. Any other time. It cannot be on this night because the the origins of it is so satanic. The idea is dressing up so that you will ward off the evil spirits mm -hmm. that will come and do something bad to you. Kidnap you or take and, your soul. And you're supposed to emulate them to yeah. like blend in with right. the evil spirits. Right. Stop so, it. This is this was a tweet today I saw and I thought it was hilarious. Mel Gibson has been trying to tell us the entire time. First of all, for our podcast listeners, we're looking at the various movies that uh, Mel has done. The Conspiracy Theory with Julia Roberts, The Patriot, that is a personal favorite of mine, like hands down, Braveheart, Apocalypto, and The Passion of the Christ. That is really good, Leah. He did. He was telling us the whole he, time. Mel's been saying it. Ain't I been saying it, Ain't Ernie? Ain't I been saying it, Ernie? I've been saying it. Okay. So who is Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Who is Mike Johnson? He is, he is the new Speaker of the House. Let's hear from, in his own words, who he thinks he is. I, I talked about the core principles of American conservatism, and that's individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. And under, under each of those, there would be subcategories. But that's what we stand for. I call them the core principles of American conservatism, but it's really the core principles of America itself. We're different, we're exceptional. The reason we're the freest, most powerful, most successful nation in the history of the world is because that's what we stand for. And those values and those principles are under assault right now, and we have to defend them here every day with everything we have. I, I All right, so Matt Gates thinks he's the bee's knees and that Matt, Matt has a win and a W. But I wanna bring to you guys both sides this guy, so you're not, both sides I'm gonna tell guy. you what's really going on, you ready? What's really going on? That man. <coughs> okay, I was about to. I must be right. That man is the same man as Polyvare in Canada. I'm telling you, that is the same guy. Okay? Conspiracy solved. First, We're covering him. Uh, same I, dude. I'm kind of, you know, from personally. I'm kind of uh, looking at Mike Johnson's voting record. It doesn't match his rhetoric. So nobody could have been speaker without those concessions on Ukraine. And right. at this point, you know, I'm kind of uh, hoping that he's just playing this role, Jack, of we have to bifurcate the spending because he knows no one's really going to agree to that. So maybe that's his way of trying to thread this needle. I don't know. But uh, the, the, the interview on Hannity should concern you because it sounded a lot like the Paul Ryan, we have a consensus on healthcare uh, interview that uh, that Paul Ryan sat down with Mark, um, with Sean Hannity with after Trump was elected. Why would you go on Hannity unless you know you need a, a favorable non-adversarial platform to say a few things like that that you know are not going to go over well with the people that you normally talk to, right? Um, so that, that did concern. And then also, the Putin won't stop here thing is a textbook myth of empire. It's, we're not in this Cold War. Domino theory wasn't real to begin with. And to hear things like that of the new speaker is very concerning. I'll agree with you there. Because I don't, I think right now, at home, it's not playing well for, for Joe Biden because the world is on fire. And people are thinking back very clearly, even with all the indictments Trump is under, all the voters are telling us right now is, 
dang, things were so much better under Donald Trump. The world is on fire. The economy stinks. Trump was a better president. So, I mean, Republicans better watch out. There are landmines everywhere. Don't step on one that allows them to throw this back on you. You know, just uh, the, the American public, I'm sure they do believe Israel uh, has they're within their right to take action. You don't need to get uh, too involved in it. They're not up anymore, Jack, for helping Ukraine. They're just not. Do they like Vladimir Putin? No, but we're at a but point- But this is why- where we're, Just yeah, real quick, this is why you saw- It's gonna accelerate. Yeah, okay, <clears throat> so he, he is saying that he wants to decouple funding for Ukraine from Israeli funds, which will be in the billions. Now, but here is an interesting exchange that was good with Mayorkas. The no, sir. No, sir. The court found specifically it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants, the Biden administration, your agency, the FBI or DHS, not in the litigation. They determined you made you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world. I have to be honest and tell you, I'm not sure exactly what you do at the Department of Homeland Security other than great harm. On your watch, the data is pretty clear. We've had record levels of illegal immigration, a rapid decline in deportations, skyrocketing fentanyl deaths across our country. And the Secret Service, which is a DHS component, can't determine who left cocaine at the White House. In the middle of all this, you created the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, CISA, which is a division of, 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 your, of DHS. And it's one of the Biden administration agencies that colluded with and coerced the social media companies to censor Americans' protected free speech online. That's specifically detailed in a 155-page court opinion that came out of the federal court in Louisiana in the landmark litigation of Missouri v. Biden. Have you read that court opinion? Uh, Congressman, uh, I have not. And... Um uh, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency does not censor speech. Okay, well, that's the court found otherwise. And it's really curious to me, actually it's quite alarming that you haven't read the opinion, because your agency is listed in this opinion. The federal court looked at volumes of evidence over months of litigation, and they determined, among other things, that uh, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs, the states in this case are true, and, and hold on, the preliminary injunction was granted against your agency, sir and other Biden administration agencies, including the DOJ and FBI, the court said it involves the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. And you're telling me this opinion issued July 4th has not reached your desk? No one's briefed you on it? Oh, I have been briefed on the Missouri litigation. Okay, but you haven't taken the time to read it yet. Congressman, um... No, hold on. Have you read it or not? I have read parts of it, Congressman. Oh, parts of it. Did you read the parts where it said that this is Orwellian and dystopian and that your agency is involved in a massive cover-up of specifically conservatives free speech online? Congressman, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is not involved in such conduct. Okay, well the court found otherwise and you stand here under oath and you give us these answers that we know were not true because this is demonstrably untrue. I'm suggesting to you that you're saying things to us under oath that are proven by the record to be untrue. Let me ask you about this specifically. Um, CISA was created to, uh, we call it the Misinformation and Disinformation Subcommittee of CISA. Are you familiar with that? Uh, MDM, the MDM subcommittee, is it, you're familiar with that? C Congressman, I am very well aware of the threat of disinformation emanating from adverse nations. Are you familiar with the subcommittee? Just answer the question. I am. Okay. Does it still exist? Congressman, are you speaking of the... Does the MDM subcommittee still exist? 
uh, I would have to get back to you on that. Okay. All right. Kind of a big deal in your agency. I'm uh, kind of shocked that you don't know the answer to that. Can you define what misinformation is? Congressman, um, misinformation is false information that is disseminated uh, to... uh, Excellent. Who determines what is false? Uh, Congressman, our focus... No, who determines what is false in your agency? If you're going to pull something off the Internet and collude with a social media platform to make sure Americans don't see it, who determines what's false? Congressman, we don't do that. That's not true. That is not true. That is not what the court has found. This is not a Republican talking point. This is what the documents show. We've had people testify under oath that say, and you just define the term, you're telling me that you don't know who determines what is false? Congressman, what we do at CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, is identify the tactics that adverse nation states use to weaponize disinformation Okay, what is disinformation? What is disinformation? Disinformation is inaccurate information. Who determines what's inaccurate? Who determines what's false? Do you understand the problem here? The reason the framers of our Constitution did not create an exception for, quote-unquote, false information from the First Amendment is because they didn't trust the government to determine what it is. And you have whole committees of people in your agency trying to determine what they they determine, they define as false or misinformation. That is not true. Then what is true? What we Please do enlighten us. Is what we do is we disclose the tactics that adverse nation states are utilizing to weaponize no, sir. information. No, sir. The court found specifically, it's a finding of fact that is not disputed by the government defendants, the Biden administration, your agency, the FBI, or DHS, not in the litigation. They determined you made, you and all of your cohorts made no distinction between domestic speech and foreign speech. So don't stand there and tell me under oath that you only focused on adverse, you know, uh, adversaries around the world, foreign actors. That's not true. Congressman, the the Missouri case, the litigation to which you refer, is the, the subject of continuing litigation. But the facts were not disputed, and I so... So regret that I'm out of time. I hope I get some more yield. (laughs) That was really good. So that's the new speaker of the House. So there are some good points. Okay, here's one where he calls out uh, Nancy Pelosi. Watching there at the State of the Union, um, when you saw the speaker rip the president's speech into pieces, did you take that as a sign of of politeness, as as an expression of kindness and friendship? No, of course not. I mean, it was a shameful display. It was stunning, really, to many members uh, sitting in the House. It was totally unprecedented. It was shameless, and it was also unlawful, Tucker. Um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this the last 48 hours, and I did a little legal memo to point out to my colleagues that she actually committed a felony when she tore that, that paper up. It wasn't just any copy of the State of the Union address. It was the copy, the original. And we have over two centuries of custom and tradition, and, of course, the Constitution that calls for the State of the Union address, uh, that, that when the president delivers the copies to those top legal officers, the two top legislative officers in that right. co-equal branch of government, those are the official documents of the House. And if you tear those up, you violated a specific statute in the criminal code. Well, they want to put Donald Trump in prison. And I think that they should put Nancy Pelosi in prison. Yep. Matt Gates is happy about it. And made the House get a true conservative in charges. Florida Congressman Matt Gates, and he joins us now. Congressman, really good to have you. Appreciate your time. Uh, big day. Um, I would say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it was MAGA versus the Rhinos, and MAGA sent the message to the Rhinos. It's your turn. Their term is history. MAGA Mike Johnson, the new House Speaker, he is a devout man of God. He is a brilliant 
constitutional scholar. Some of my favorite moments in Congress have been watching Mike Johnson wipe the floor with Jamie Raskin on the Democrat side on the finer points of constitutional law and process. And I know now that the speakership will exist to empower the members of Congress, not the members of the lobbying corps on K Street. That is the principal change. And I want to thank you, Eric, because on some other conservative networks, right, maybe so-called conservative networks, they refused to even give the prospect of a change of the speakership any opportunity to enhance the interests of the American people. And you, you saw the vision to have a more conservative speaker, to have a more honest speaker. We have now delivered on that. We've got to get to our budgeting issues. We're going to pass our Israel support resolution. And we've got to get this border closed all while dealing with a woke and weaponized I, I government. Congressman, I want to get to the policy in a minute, but I want to stay on that for a second because you're right. We were here. This, this show specifically said, mm-hmm. take your time, do it right, get the right person, don't rush through it. Being correct, being right is better than being first or fast. And some people on other networks didn't like it. Let me explain why I'm saying this. Minutes, minutes after. It was going to be so difficult to keep 2004. And wasn't this the guy telling us that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? So he's been a purveyor of political misinformation to Republicans for quite some time. I am not a pessimist regarding the speakership of Mike Johnson. I am an optimist. We do have to support him. We've got to back his vision. We've got to unify as Republicans, but we have to have unity with purpose. You see, with Kevin McCarthy, there was only unity for unity's sake and power for power's sake. But we have to use the unity to achieve power that will then result in policy changes that will help our fellow Americans. Mike Johnson has said that the French work week we've been living on in Congress is over. He's a Louisiana man and we're going to Bayou hours. So people are actually gonna have to work on Mondays and Fridays. We may have to stay over some weeks weekends to catch up from, I think, the languishing that has infected the House of Representatives up until this point. And the agenda is a robust one. Israel, our federal budget, making sure that we get our defense. All right. So I'm going to play for you. This is an ad coming out of what appears to be Biden-Harris. They're calling him Mega Mike Johnson. If you if you don't think that moving from Kevin McCarthy to Mega Mike Johnson shows the ascendance of this movement and where the power in the Republican Party truly lies, then you're not paying attention. Here's what's going on. The GOP conference is changing. If you change the definition of marriage, then you open the floodgates for, for chaos and sexual anarchy. Marriage is one man, one woman. They, they changed the definition of marriage that had been regarded by basically every human society for 5,000 years. Mike Johnson, he is a fantastic gentleman, and I think he's going to do a great job. Roe v. Wade gave constitutional cover to the elective killing of unborn children in America. You think about the implications of that on the economy. We're all struggling here to, to cover the bases of Social Security, and if we had all those able-bodied workers in the economy, we wouldn't be going upside down and toppling over like this. He was one of the leaders in decertifying the election results. I don't concede anything. In Georgia, it really was rigged. Smart, sharp. He was the chief whip for Donald Trump. You helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election. What a great ad. I thought it was a promotional ad for him. It's got to be. It's got to be. Are they trying to tell us to like him? Can you pull up a picture of him real quick, though? Because I want to show people a side-by-side of um, Pierre Polivare. This, um, I'm kind of joking, but like I'm telling you, he's got to be the same guy. There's not one in that whole clip of him. That's right. Play your clip. I'll, I've got a picture of him in a second. Okay. Election denier. 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 You keep saying that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Elections happen. What are we denying? Election denier. 
election denier. Election denier. Election denier. Election denier. Election denier. Election denier. Election denier. Election denier. The Louisiana lawmaker has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. The Louisiana lawmaker has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson is a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson is known as a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson is known as a vocal supporter of former President Trump. The lawmaker is a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. Johnson has been a vocal supporter of former President Donald Trump. He played a key role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Johnson was a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He was also a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He played a key role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He played a key role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Played a key role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He was a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Played a role in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Mike Johnson is every bit the flamethrower that Jim Jordan is. He just wears a pair of glasses and dons a Clark Kent disguise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, but you know what you're never going to see across conservative media because we don't have that much is a a line that everybody says over and over again. Like you will never see it. You'll only see it on Fox News where they play the same whatever, but you will never see Fox News, InfoWars, Resistance Chicks, um, OAN, Newsmax, all right. saying the same line. You will never see it. We don't have the same thing because we're all so daggum stubbornly, independently minded so, that we can't say the same sentence even. This is Pierre Polliver. He's one of the conservative, top conservative leaders in Canada telling you that's the conspiracy theory right now, Leah. Same guy. Same guy. I'm being sarcastic, but they do look very, very, very similar. That video has to go up on its own clip on Facebook. Yeah, that was really fun. All right, bring this up. Matt Walsh, he has some uh, concerns here. You know, Matt Walsh is not my favorite person on the planet. Matt Walsh strongly condemning Mike Johnson for adopting BLM narratives in 2020 around the death of George Floyd. Hang on a second. There he is. Hang on, Trumpy. Kevin McCarthy, I'm not a fan of. That were his, but he had to be kicked out of office, right? He had to be, not kicked out of office, but he had to be unseated from his role as speaker. Did, did, he, did he commit any sins that were worse than that? I want to express our nation's deepest condolences and most heartfelt sympathies to the family of George Floyd. Terrible event, terrible, terrible thing that happened. I've asked that the Department of Justice expedite the federal investigation into his death and do it immediately, do it as quickly as absolutely possible. Uh, It's a local situation, but we're also making it into a federal situation, and it's it's uh, a party. Like, if this is the best guy we could get, somebody who, during the BLM hysteria, was out there promoting it, um, then that really shows you the situation in the Republican Party. And look, I'm not interested in the excuses. And look, I'm not interested in the excuses. Um, and I've, I've heard a lot of excuses from, from people who are convinced that Mike Johnson's the guy for the job, even though, again, almost everyone's saying that. Like, you don't know anything about him. Nobody does. Okay, no one was talking about Mike Johnson prior to yesterday. Okay? Um, but 
there are those making excuses for him. And, and one thing I've heard a lot is, well, everybody, oh, what he said there, that was 2020. Everyone was saying that in 2020. Were they? People have uh, really been through a lot. The family. Everybody was saying that? Everybody was going out repeating BLM talking points after George Floyd? Everybody was? I don't think you can no, they weren't. I'm not doing two time. It was I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think you can do it. Uh, we're used to it. Our viewers are not. Here he does recognize God and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I, I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is <clears throat> very clear. That, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you. All of us. And, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed God's each one of us to be brought here for... So he believes that God raised up all the Democrats as well. Just red flag number one. And he believes God raised him up to be speaker. But what's hilarious is he believed that he, God brought down Kevin McCarthy. No, Matt Gates did. This specific moment in this time, this is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it, and to take good care of it. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is <clears throat> very clear, that, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you. Okay. All okay. repeating there. Oh, I didn't know I was going to read. Repeat. Well, I don't know. They think that person just had it in there twice. Okay. So, guys, let's just be clear here. As we're covering Mike Johnson. What? I'm covering we are, both sides. Well, you're not. I am. You're kind of really him hawing about it. I am. I'm covering both sides because I don't know. No, so Matt Gates is I saying know. it's really great. Right. And I paid Matt Gates, and I love Matt Gates. And we played that whole clip of how he went after me. But I'm just saying, as soon as he started talking about God, you went and kind of were like rolling your I eyes. I am rolling it, the eyes at him because he is saying that everybody, everybody who's brought up for this moment, you're all brought up for this moment. God raises up leaders and he's calling to everybody in the I house. Agree, like, yeah. what a liar. That's not true. Exactly. Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution itself expressly states that the sole power of impeachment belongs here to this house. And then Article 2, Section 4 says... Listen to the language carefully. It's expressly written in the Constitution. This is not political talking points. We're not making this up. It says in Article 2, Section 4, that the president shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. My friends, I just listed a, just a small sampling, just the tip of the iceberg of, of the credible allegations and the mounting evidence that shows that Joseph Biden has engaged in bribery schemes, pay-to-play schemes. This is what the evidence shows. We have to follow it. We took an oath to uphold the Constitution. The Constitution requires this action. So he is calling for the impeachment. Well, he was at one point calling for the impeachment of Joe Biden. Oh, we're going to get to that in a second. Oh, wait, no more? I think I, think I had... I didn't close out anything. Okay. Well, I thought I had I had a couple more, and I must have uh, opened them up somehow later. Um, but here's the thing. The Democrats don't like him there. Uh, I have my misgivings. Anonymously, 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 how do you say his name? Anomaly. Anomaly had a, had a video where he has his concerns because Mike Johnson was talking about uh, white privilege. He's saying he's adopted a black son, and his white son has more privilege and white privilege and his white son is going to have a, a, an easier life than his black son. So he right there is not going to be, a, be able to be a good, strong contender for us uh, when talking about 
things on on race because he already believes he believes here's the problem with 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 this guy mike johnson he believes he has white privilege that means he's a snob Mm -hmm. i don't have a lot of room for snobs even if his snobbery goes hard after uh mayorkas and some other things okay he it i don't think uh, i don't think jim jordan uh bought the whole um white privilege narrative no he didn't so the problem is with these quote unquote Christians that believe in things like white privilege, even though they're they're they may be pro life and go with us on some things, on the hard issues, they are completely delusional. All right? And on the things when it then the rubber meets the road, in the back of his brain, he's going to be thinking to himself, Well, those J6ers are different than the BLM rioters because the BLM rioters are beneath uh, white people like somehow like they they need they need a way out because they're 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 treated and you know he, he was asked and I, I don't know why I don't have this video up because I downloaded it. he was asked by the interviewer well what do we do about this white privilege he was asked by a white old white man well what do we do about this white privilege and he says well we just need systemic change yeah that's like saying nothing like literally blah 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 word salad nothing's done systemic change oh systemic change you know the only when i don't know what to do and i just say i need god to fix it that's what he's saying i don't have any answers we just need god to fix it because there's nothing we can do to fix it except for um and i did um i retweeted this they took robert e lee's statue Okay, and what they've done in a secret ceremony. Who's they? I don't know who they are. It's just them. The people, the people matter. This isn't the movie The Mask with Leonardo DiCaprio? No. That's what it looks like. They melted it down and they're turning it into something else. Interesting. It definitely looks like... In like a secret ceremony. What is this? Wow. Okay. That's very... So, But I want to know who they is. The, the radical left. They got the statue. They got it taken down and they got it melted. It, it, read it. Charlottesville's Robert E. Lee statue has met its end in a 2,250 degree furnace. The divisive Confederate monument, the focus of the deadly Unite the Right rally in 2017, was secretly melted down and will become a new piece of public art. Mmm. Crazy people! That's, yeah, and the footage there is, is pretty epic looking, actually. Bye-bye, Robert E. Lee. You raise history... And that's the thing, guys, when it comes to these statues, the issue, and, I, and we've said this on the show, and I'll just say it again just for the sake because we haven't said it in a while. When you, when you burn down these statues, essentially, I'm not saying you should leave up all kinds of statues, but when you burn them down or, or you take them down, you tear them down, essentially you're rewriting history. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. I just, I don't know what to do. I, I, I just, all right, we've got crazy. literally 800 stories. What's next? No, we have. We do not have to get through them all. Calm down. So Leah has all these tabs that she brings up for me every every week. Yes. Every time we do a show, 
And I tell her that it makes me nervous when we don't get through them all. And she's like, Michelle, it's like a palette of paints. And I pick and I choose. We do from not them need to get to them all. So create a this piece is a of show. news. Art. This is not a show where it's like, hurry up, Leah. Let's get to the next. I'm I telling wasn't you. Trying to hurry up. I'm telling you. We have frankly. A- do you want to know inside baseball? You should have picked up on this. I was just trying to fill that air. I didn't. I didn't have anything else to say. And you didn't. You weren't. You saying had nothing else to say about the Confederate. Have, I didn't have Monson. a single other thing to say. So I was like, okay. What's next? That wasn't me trying to move on and rush to the next story. We that was me trying to line. fill dead we air. We need another line for, okay, what's dead next? Dead air, applause line. You know what used to be fun for you to do is just pick a random one and then do your own story on it. Yeah. And, do you know what Let's I mean? Let's go right now. No, I already have one up. Oh. All right, so <laughs> Israel is getting ready to, has uh, is, is already begun kind of paving through Palestine. I have a video here. Now, I know that there's, I don't think there's any volume. Okay. I recognize that this is a very extreme um, footage here. These are bomb. This is lots of bombs happening. What What is happening here is very extreme. And I am not saying that this is a very good thing at all. But I... Honestly, I don't really have words because this it, Israel is just going to destroy and mop up Palestine. I don't know if there's a way out of it at this point. Back to the speaker, Carolyn, Carol Ann on Facebook says, I thought I was the only one with suspicions. No, you sniffing a rat. You be See, sniffing. I told you you were calling it out. You can't hide. You're, you can, You literally cannot But I'm bringing both sides because Matt says he's not You're a rat. You're bringing both sides, but you have a very definite stance. I know, but Matt Gates does it. Okay, I'm just saying. So, and I, I, I believe Matt Gates on a lot of stuff. Okay. It's like it's, it's, it's like with Israel-Palestine. Okay. Trying to do this. There is not one narrative, people. Do you understand that these things have nuance and that there are good guys and bad guys and that... I am absolutely sometimes sure there's multiple that bad Mike guys. Johnson is is one of those. Th- he's not a bad guy. He's just not the greatest guy that you think he is. Okay, I like that. Okay, that and yes, he's probably going to be good on a lot of stuff. Okay, but he's not a hero. Mm-hmm. But he may be in there. I guarantee you, there'll be snippets of him doing good things. Okay, and we'll come and we'll bring those. Okay, but he's not. He's not coming in right on a white horse to save nobody. You know why though? Because all the seats are, are still demonically held. Even yes. his own, even his Louisiana seat. Yes, yes. And it corrupts. It is very much corrupting. All right. The IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, allegedly going into Gaza from three directions toward Bet Hoon. Hoon. Hanon. 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 All right. So, breaking, the IDF has released visual and audio materials which prove Hamas has stolen and is using humanitarian resources for its terrorist terrorist activities. Let's start with the Shaif Hospital, one of Gaza's biggest medical centers, which is being used as a terror operations base by Hamas terrorists. Listen to a phone call between two Gazans confirming Hamas headquarters are located at the Shaif Shifa Hospital. Oh, now they have plans to enter some sort of tunnel. Plans of all the underground tunnels. When they blow up a university or when they blow up a hospital or a mosque or a school. 
They know all of this. Under them, there are headquarters. So where are the main headquarters of Al-Qassam Brigades? Yes. Where are the main headquarters? I don't know. Under the hospital compound in Al-Shifa. God forbid, are you serious? Yes, the leadership headquarters are under the Al-Shifa compound. Oh my! Bathrooms, rooms, headquarters, all under the main compound. So, here's the thing. When hospitals... This is why I don't take anything coming out of Palestine or Israel really seriously right now because you got all these people like oh my gosh look at all these people dying and it's horrible and it's awful and yeah but you put your headquarters your terrorist headquarters underneath the hospital hello mcfly i ain't playing your game jack i'm not going to be involved in your israeli palestinian conflict i'm not going to do it I will say this, these, 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 these leftists on the univer- at the universities are radicalizing the students. So if there is a side, that's not the right one. So, Corinne, Can we just say that 500 times? I just times? want to point out to Corinne, I, you haven't been here long enough to, and Corinne's very, very much pro-Palestine in the chat, and that's fine. You need to understand, you can stay. I think you will be comfortable staying we are not pro-Palestine, and we are not pro-Israel. We're I'm pro-sanity. Pro Leah, show them your shirt. Y'all need Jesus. There are Satanists on the Palestinian side, and certainly in Hamas, and there are Satanists on the Israel side. I'm There's not picking just, a side here. It's, this is the devil fighting the devil. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you, you can have a worse devil and a worse devil, but I will tell you what. I will never side with a side that is brainwashing um, and radicalizing students on these campuses. And if the far left, this is how we know things. I don't know if you're far left, you're far right. I don't know what where you are. I don't know if you're in the middle. If you're in the middle. Corinne's just somewhere out in her own island. Okay, if you are in the middle, this is what we've learned in sanity. If you are in sane world, okay. You mean if you are... In sane world, the world of sanity. In the sane world, because you can't say then, insane world. Then, please bring up this. I will never stand with the radical leftist agenda on college campuses. And if everyone on college campuses are, are if all the lemmings are going over a hill, okay, that's uh, nope, not that one. Then I'm not going to follow them. Okay, you can close that. Okay. So right now you've got, um, no, 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 no. Okay, hang on. There, there we, we go. go. Got yeah. It. You have college campuses saying we don't want Israel to exist. We don't want these Zionist counter protesters to exist. Okay. Well, guess what? Uh, we know that sometimes there are Zionist pro-Israel counter protests at these actions. And if you see them, you don't have to engage with them. We're doing our best to de-escalate them, to move them away. We don't want Israel to exist. We don't want these Zionist counter-protesters to exist. We can't control that. What we can control is ourselves. We can uh, choose to focus on our demands today. We want UW to cut ties with weapons companies. UW to condemn the attacks against Palestinian students. UW to cut ties with Israel. 
and to end the siege on Gaza now. Okay, now here's the thing. Did we or did we not just show footage of Israel destroying Gaza? Okay, side number one. And we did not say, wow, look how awesome this is that they have leveled Gaza. Wow, crazy. Okay, that's a lot of destruction. Stop with the destruction. But you I'm missed it when we played Greg Locke a week and a half, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and he literally said that he hopes that right. Israel blows Palestine and to the to the pieces. And we were like, look at this insane preacher man. Right. Now this man is pro Hamas and he and there's some swear words in here. These men are putting up pictures of children alert of of hostages. Now here's the thing. You cannot no one can be pro Hamas. They literally have kidnapped 200 people. You don't get to say, but yeah, Israel does bad things. They have kidnapped noise. Matt outside. Right? Okay. I hope so. Why don't you go see? Is that in is it in this Is it is it is it our computer? I'm a veteran. I'm telling you. Go right. do it. I'm not fucking Jewish. He's not Jewish. I don't know if he is or not. It doesn't fucking matter. This is fucking the U.S. That's New York City. You don't have a fucking right to touch that shit. This is a free country. You can wave your Palestine flag and say death to the Jews or America whenever you want. But we can put a fucking sign. Okay? We then don't rip that down. You are doing something. You're offending us, motherfucker. Yeah, you are. When you yeah. throw that on the floor, no, you're littering the city. I didn't, I didn't. In a minute, I'm going to litter the fucking floor with you. You have the proof? So move the fuck on. You have proof they're don't, not kidnapped? No, so touch, shut the fuck up. Don't touch, don't touch, I know that's what you want. I'm dying to fucking put you in the hospital. Come on. I'm a veteran. I'm telling you. So these men were putting up pictures of Israelis that were kidnapped. That guy went and was tearing down their signs. And um, he's like, why are you why are you doing this? Why would you do that? OK. And so this is this is the level. Also, I do want to get away from the level of the insanity and the level of hatred. And we do have to bring things down like 500 marks because people are getting really violent with each other. Um, and speaking of that, if you could bring up this clip here um, where a Jewish man was violently assaulted by a mob of pro-Palestinian supporters. What I am focusing on a little bit right now is what's happening in the United States. Um, and what I'm seeing in the United States is that the pro-Palestinians are very violent and they're very angry. And they're angry at anybody who is not pro, I mean, look at this. He's just a pro, he's just an Israeli, pro-Israeli person and they're beating him to death. So this violence has gone like- So here's the deal, you can, have any kind of opinion that you want right but as soon as you start violently attacking someone for their opinion mm -hmm. you are in the wrong right i don't care if their opinion is in the wrong if you're gonna beat them for an opinion even if they're standing with criminals they could be standing with a murderer and you don't get to beat them that's insane you that you don't get to do that so my focus on at, on, at, at this particular juncture is going to be on the leftist kids who are supporting radical Hamas, okay? Now, 
you can bring this up if you would like to. It's up already. Hedge fund billionaire. And guys, I'm not pro hedge fund billionaire, by the way. I'm just bringing you facts. Columbia alum Leon Cooperman says he's pulling donations from his alma mater over its support for pro-Palestinian activities. In an interview with Fox Business, can you scroll down? We are back with billionaire investor and Omega family office chair and CEO Leon Cooperman. Leon, um, I got to bring this up. It's so much in the news, especially in the last couple of hours. You are a proud graduate of Columbia Business School, class of 67, son of Polish Jewish immigrants, first in your family to graduate from college. What do you make of what's happening at Columbia? Well, and Harvard, Stanford, NYU as well. There was a student walkout at Columbia just a couple of hours ago, driven by Columbia professor Joseph Mossad, who called the Hamas attack, quote, awesome. Where are we in the world when 1,300 Israeli civilians I think these kids at the colleges have for brains. That's where you think we are. Yeah, we have one reliable ally in the Middle East, that's Israel. We only have uh, one democracy in the Middle East, that's Israel. Okay, and we have one economy tolerant of different people, you know, gays, lesbians, etc. And that's Israel. So they have no idea what these young kids are doing. And that's one of the reasons I wrote my book. Now, the real shame is I've given to Columbia probably about $50 million over many years. And I'm going to suspend my giving. I'll give my giving to other organizations. Wow, that is a big statement. Uh, so right here, right now, you're saying no more money to Columbia. Yeah, unless I see a change. I told them that they should fire this professor that made the comments he made. I mean, war is hell. It's, war is not good for anybody. But to praise what Hamas did is disgraceful, disgusting. The president of Colombia, Manoush Shafiq, uh, put out kind of a statement saying, oh, it's horrible for everybody, and we give support to all the students on both sides. Nothing about this professor. She's a new president of Colombia. What would you say to her if you had her ear? Well, I say uh, listen to what Mark Rowan has to say and what he's written. He's on the right track. He's done a very good job for Apollo in running the business, and he's very uh, outspoken about his views and he's a very generous guy and a good person and so look at some of these other academic institutions how they've responded I think people like Bill Ackman and uh, Mark Rowan and others Ronald Lauder are on the right track you know you shouldn't support organizations that are detrimental or in opposition to your views Okay. All right. Um, so I love you know, that this is this is hilarious to me because here's this billionaire who is probably um, he he made his money based on the on a Federal Reserve system and a financial system that has really funneled money into these academic universities. You didn't understand that they were breeding; they were far left breeding grounds when you're giving fifty million dollars to a a college you did you really think that this was philanthropy you really think that these these colleges have our nation's best interests at heart or anybody's best interests at heart these are communist training grounds okay and so these children are just trying to express what it's all bottled up inside of them they just want justice 
and they don't even know what justice looks like. So when they think they smell a piece of justice, then they go running after that. But justice is Y'all need Jesus. Justice is Jesus, okay? And when I when I think about the Middle East, I think to myself, y'all do what all, y'all do, but leave me out of it, okay? Because neither of you are being led by the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Do you know how big of a shift that is for me? So, Corinne, if you knew where we were a few years ago, I don't know if she's still watching or not. Um you would be pretty excited where we're at right now. Tag! So glad you're here. Tag says, may I point out the obvious? This is all meant to divide. Mm. These people that are claiming to have confirmed photos or videos of anything are the same people capable of controlling the bombs that we, bombs to make, um, I think he means war, because unfortunately Rumble only lets you have comments that are so long. Um, so yes, 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 yes. Lily B mom says exactly. Neither side has Jesus. Patriot gallery says this is a distraction. The war was drummed up because the stock market had exploded. It is the mit. It's in the midst of collapsing because the wealthy are getting out of it. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. Update, internet and phone services collapsed in the Gaza Strip under intensified bombardment Friday night, largely cutting off its 2.3 million people from the outside world and each other, as Israel's military said it was expanding its ground operations in the besieged territory. I know it's hard for for a lot of us to come to a, a news position that is just watching and reporting. You want because it's innate in all of us to want to take a side on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have, before you keep reading that, hang on, I do have an update from somebody here in the chat that has more information on the, that, the, the beating of that person. Um, I'm assuming that this is accurate, so I'm reading it from a comment, so take that for what it is. From uh, Gerline on Facebook, the man that is being beaten by these out of control, um, full of hate Muslims was protecting two elderly Holocaust survivals, pretty much saved their lives. This is not okay. This guy was a hero. I believe he is some way connected to Turning Point Israel. Uh, was attacked just like any other country. They have a right to protect their borders. God is in the midst of doing something awesome here. We cannot allow ourselves uh, to get sucked into the propaganda. There are some very wicked people throughout the world who have been installed for such a time as this to bring forth upheaval and wickedness as this world has never seen before. So there was a little bit more to that story that we um, didn't have. So yeah. there you go. Keep Thank going. Thank you. Yeah, I can remember I read that um before or two when I first saw it. The military's announcement signaled it was moving closer to an all-out invasion of Gaza, where it has vowed to crush the ruling Hamas group after its bloody incursion in southern Israel three weeks ago. Frequent explosions from airstrikes lit up the sky over Gaza City after nightfall on Friday when the blackout in uh, internet, cellular, and landline services hit. The Red Crescent said it lost all contact with its operations room and medical teams. It said it feared people would no longer be able to contact Ambulance services and other aid groups said that they were unable to reach the staff on the ground. The Palestine telecommunications company Patel Paltel, announced a complete disruption of all communications and internet services due to the bombardment. Earlier in the day, uh, Defense Minister Yoaf Gallant told a small group of foreign reporters that Israel expects a long and difficult ground offensive in Gaza soon. 
So that is the update there. Um, let's see. I'm going to take a, a side note. I want to go over here to uh, Marsha Blackburn. She she explained how what the uh, UNRWA teaches Palestinian children about hating the Jews. The page. You do. You have to turn is off the ad blocker. It is brand new. YouTube is not allowing you to have your ad blocker on. You Wait, just, I you, did it, right? No, you just did it twice. No, turn it. Yeah, okay. There you go. It right, should work. I need to refresh the page. Okay. It should work. There you go. Is she on? She should be. Give it a second. Internet. Been going slow. It's been slow. going slow today. Mm -hmm. Never goes this slow ever. So be patient with us, y'all. Last week, the Biden administration proposed a spending package that included funding meant for humanitarian relief. 3.5 billion for migration and refugee assistance in Ukraine, Israel, and Gaza. 5.7 billion for the U.S. Agency for International Development. The She's Biden administration says that our money will pay for, and I quote, embarrassing it can put into their pocket. Hamas stole those supplies and UNRWA covered it up. Remember, this is a UN body that pulls 93% of its funding from global governments. In 2021 alone, UNRWA took okay. 338 million leave. Okay. It is time for them to know. Hang we on. know, hold in a shootout, a, and I quote, little cub who fights like a thousand lions, end quote. That was an employee of the UN Relief and Works Agency who shared that Instagram post calling a teenage jihadi fighter a little cub who fights like a thousand lions. A teacher posted a picture of Hitler with a caption, and I quote, Hitler, are you sleeping? Wake up, honey. There are still some people you need to burn, end quote. UN Watch also found official curriculum from last year's celebrating Dalal Murabi, in 1978, she led a band of PLO terrorists in a massacre that left 38 Israeli civilians dead. 13 of her victims were children. Another piece of propaganda written for ninth graders described the firebombing of a Jewish bus, bus as a barbecue party. One UNRWA teacher assigned seventh grade boys anti-Semitic poetry that urged the students to expel Israelis with blood and flesh from Palestine. All of this was subsidized by the American taxpayer. Hamas is responsible for the October 7th massacre in Israel, but anyone who believes that Hamas is a solo actor is willfully ignorant. They have support, and right now, Biden's foreign policy is providing much of that support, not only okay. through the money pipeline, but through his absolute Here's the thing. Can we just not fund either side? Thank Can you. we not fund either? All right. We might just be able to refresh it because now that we've established that YouTube, mm. you just refresh. Well, you're looking at the titles there. Is that it? Mm-hmm. So these are some uh, pro-Hamas slogans on college campuses. Folks, we're living in some pretty scary times. And that is an ad. Hang on. Oh, I meant to do this, didn't I? 
No thanks. No thanks. YouTube. I came to this floor to try and pass this very resolution that condemns the violent, genocidal, anti-Semitic rhetoric and actions on our college campuses all across this country. Sadly, I was blocked by one of my Democrat colleagues. And since then, the situation at our universities has only worsened. I offer you just two examples. I could multiply these examples, sadly, but let's just take two. On Tuesday of this week, just two or three miles from where we stand now on the floor of the United States Senate at the George Washington University, pro-Hamas students projected onto the side of the university library various anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, pro-genocide slogans, including glory to our martyrs in reference to the terrorists who attacked the state of Israel, and not just the state of Israel, but who committed cold-blooded murder of babies, cutting off their heads, shooting women and children in their homes, executing soldiers as they lay sleeping in their barracks. These same students projected other slogans onto the library wall. Free Palestine from the river to the sea. What's that mean? Well, it is a reference to Hamas's long-standing call for the extermination of the state of Israel. Washington University that night. Weren't authorized to project these genocidal slogans onto the library wall, and that's about it. Mr. President, we have to do a heck of a lot better than that. Last night, at Cooper Union, an institution of higher education in the state of New York, Jewish students were barricaded inside their own library as a pro-Hamas group rampaged through the building, shouting violent slurs at these students and then pounded on the library doors seeking to gain entrance. This morning's New York Post reads, Cooper Union barricades Judas Jewish students inside library as pro-Palestinian protesters bang on the doors. The students who were there last night spoke of being herded into the library of camp. Okay, so like I said, Israel could be doing something incredibly bad. But uh, my, my focus right now is what is happening in America? Why is there so much anger and violence? Why is there, why is there such a division between the pro-Israeli people and why are the pro-Hamas people so violent? Why are they so violent just in the streets? Why are they so angry? Why um, are they so angry of, uh, uh, to where they just want to commit violence? They would love to just hammer somebody. Like it is really out of control, absolutely out of control. Uh, so we need the peace of God to come over our nation now. So Lily B. Mom says, so he wants to ban their street speech. Am I missing something? Yes, he wants to take away federal funding from colleges. And I think he also wants to. Um, so I don't know if it's quite free speech if you are projecting something onto a college campus wall. Yeah. Um, and so uh, GW said, you know, that wasn't us. That wasn't us. But do you have... The, the people are worried about sleeper cells right now the the threat is that if the united states is siding with israel which they already have so we already have a relationship with israel and one of those it's kind of like um it's kind of like nato 
And so the United States already has agreements that if, if, if somebody goes to war against Israel, that the United States will back them up. So what that means is, is the Israeli consulates around the world, are, or the U.S. consulates around the world are being attacked. And so whether you like it or not, whether you're pro-Israel or not, does it matter? The sleeper cells in the United States are being activated. And the, the anti-Israeli faction is being activated, which means the anti-United States faction is being activated. Now, we do know that George Bush created this war on terror and made us all so afraid of Muslims around every corner. And, and, and in our movement right now, you guys, what do we see? We see people who are worried, people who are scared, people are worried of, of Islamic jihad here in the United States and around the world. If, if the, the, the Hamas went into Israel and kidnapped people, well, why wouldn't they hear? That's a, this, is, this is where people are at. This is where people are wondering, is it coming here? And it's not helping when you have J.D. Vance up there saying that, you know, we're going to de decouple Israeli aid from Ukrainian aid, but we are going to send billions of dollars to Israel. Uh, and you can play this if you want. It's not a YouTube. It's, it's um, I don't know if it's that one. Or, there it is. So uh, Tag finishes his post and he said, um, the second part of what he was trying to say is, do not doubt for one second that they, quote unquote, aren't willing to kill people on both sides. These people all need the gospel. Thank you. Very well said, Tag. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People, the, the whole point of war right now, people are making money hand over fist right now with war. Yeah. You want to stand alone for Israel. I believe your number is $14 billion. 14 uh, can billion. you tell us about this plan? And is this going to entail a fight with um, Senator McConnell, who wants the big package proposed by Joe Biden? Well, I don't think it has to entail a fight because the majority of the Republican conference, Larry, would like to separate the packages. Let me just set the table a little bit here. We have $14 billion in a request for Israel. I support it. Probably 99 of my, 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 my colleagues do support it in the United States Senate. It's virtually unanimous. On the other hand, you have $60 billion for Biden's approach in Ukraine, which I think is not in America's interest. Why not have separate debates? The only way you can do that is to separate the packages. There's another component to this Larry, which is the political strategy. What Biden is trying to do, knowing that Israel aid is popular, is he's trying to use it as a fig leaf to shove an open borders proposal down our throats. If you look at the border funding of the supplemental, it has nothing to do with border security. You're basically just facilitating the in-migration of illegal migrants and then transporting them all across the country. We're funding it. That's what the supplemental does. Why would we allow Joe Biden to pretend that he's helping Israel when all he He's doing is okay. really further opening really the American southern like border. Six I don't care if billion dollars in in aid here. Uh, to Can we stop sending money anywhere? If you have gold and silver, you can't. Sh you, they're not going to ship this stuff. If gold and silver was money. Speaking of migrants, though, we're going to do we're doing a shift from Israel over here to uh, these Asian American residents of uh, Brighton Park, Chicago are furious about is illegal migrants coming to their neighborhood. They're, this this is this is one of those things where it's like, I, it, I don't know if whether to laugh or, or to laugh. Nobody told us. We have more 
find a signature here who said no. He said no. Tensions escalate on the southwest side as the city gets closer to housing at least 2,000 migrants at a base camp in Brighton Park. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Scott Schneider. He's and I'm Don Haslip. That encampment is slated for laughing. a vacant lot at 38th in California, but a meeting tonight grew heated when residents divided on the plan. Casey Cronus is live from Kelly High School with the latest. Casey. Hey, Don and Scott. Well, residents say they only found out about the plan when they saw construction crews working at the site. Tonight, they were calling for transparency, but it's something many of them feel they didn't get when the meeting reached capacity and they weren't allowed in. We could even hear the pounding on the doors from inside. A line down the block shows just how much residents wanted in on the conversation. But a full auditorium meant the crowd stuck outside, never got a seat at the table. Wow, so, um, you know, the migrants going to other parts of the country, they don't want them there. But as long as they're stuck on the southern border, yeah. it's fine. Speaking of that, this is absolutely crazy. So... Uh, I wanted to play a couple of videos here. Marsha Blackburn and Josh Hawley taking on the official from Homeland, uh, the Homeland Security, uh, HHS official here, uh, about the missing children. 85,000 missing children coming over the border. They're not being kept track of. Nobody's following up with them. And you've got to hear uh, this exchange because... Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and crazy. thank you for being here. This is really pretty remarkable no, testimony no, coming from you all, listening to what you've had to say. Basically, we've got a broken system. She's better at you don't know how to fix it. Money's not going to solve this problem, Ms. Nanda. Uh, you don't know the numbers. You don't know the law to enforce the law. So what comes across is that we've got a homeland security team here that doesn't believe in securing the homeland <clears throat> because you don't care enough to go deep enough into the issue to be able to define the problem and be able to fix it. Now, Ms. Marcos, I'm going to come to you because I've written Secretary Becerra twice about these children that they just can't find. Now, first letter, he got uh, Acting Assistant Secretary Jeff Hill to send a non-response to my office, and then I sent another letter, and I haven't heard anything from him. I have asked that he come to the committee and talk, to but there's no response to that. You didn't vet the sponsors, right? You did not do an FBI background check. Imagine that. You loosen what is required of people, and then you want to come here and say, we need more money so we can do our job. All right, um, Ms. Director Marcos, Linda Brandmiller, do you know that name? And I'm keep aware. your mic on. Both of these women were whistleblowers. And both of these women were fired for being a whistleblower. Are you aware of that? Senator, um, I- Quickly, my time's running out. Fast, go. 
I'm not aware of the specifics. You're not aware of the specifics. Do you know who approved their this retaliation against the whistleblowers? You do not know. Senator, I cannot speak to the specifics. You can't speak to the specifics. Okay, was the secretary notified about the urgent situation developing in the department and that these children were being released to potentially exploitative sponsors? Did anybody pay attention to that? Or did you care? Was it nine to five, draw a paycheck, go on? We don't care. We're not concerned about an open border. We're not concerned about protecting children. What is your job? You're the Office of Refugee Resettlement. And you're not going to follow up on where these children are and who has custody of these children? Why did you accept the responsibility to be in charge if you're not going to do your job and protect these children? You don't have an answer to that. You don't know why you accepted the responsibility. Senator, I would be happy this is why to we need the secretary this, but you're to come. Not giving me an opportunity. Oh no, I gave you the tell me. Why did you okay. take the job? I took the job because I'm a humanitarian. I've spent my life You're in this a work. humanitarian we who can't find 85,000 children and don't give a ripping flip about where they are or what is going on in their precious lives. Is that what you're that telling me? is a mischaracterization of everything that we do. I have tried to explain, but I am not given the opportunity. Take the time, 25 seconds. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. When a child is released from our care, there are a number of ways that they can continue to receive services. We attempt the safety and well-being call for every child who's been released. There is no obligation for a child or a sponsor to answer the call, and there's reasons why they may not want to answer a call from the government. Oh, for heaven's sake, there be- Oh, for heaven's sake, for the sake of these children, if somebody reports you as giving your children a splinter, not taking a splinter out of your kid's fingernail, I'm telling you, CPS is on your front door, in your in your living room, in your bathroom, checking on your toilet paper, checking underneath your pillow every five seconds. Okay? And what they're doing with these kids is there's no vetting of these sponsors. Okay? Sponsors. Sponsors. What is a sponsor anyways for a child? Oh, I'm just bringing it. No, no, no. We do not hand over children, Michelle, to somebody that is not somebody's parent. Because here in America, if you want to go through the foster and adoption facility, the program, you you have to have a, you could be a child's aunt and they need to go into foster care and they are not letting that child come and stay with you until they have counted the hairs on your head. And they do visitation after visitation after visitation. I know somebody who has their sister at their home right now and they have continual visitation. They have continual visitation rights. Their sister. Their sister. Now, what they do with these kids is they say, I know you're an illegal mic. Here's the thing. I'm going to try to bring it down. Why is it that American children and, and their well-being are more is, valuable. is held under more scrutiny? Mm. And why is it that you would hand over a child to somebody who is here illegally? 
what are you doing? Because as far as I know, you know, illegal you makes you can't, a criminal, right? You cannot so handing over these foster kids to or adopt a child without a complete background check that must be squeaky clean. So essentially, if you have a loved one that you would like to adopt, you need to get rid of your citizenship in America and get rid of that child citizenship and in America. And claim that they are an illegal. Say, you are illegal and, and then, they are illegal and then they won't care. And then they'll say, you know what? Stay out of my life. Yep. What if we could all say CPS, stay out of our lives? That's what they're doing. She just said, we give the children a phone number and they can call us. You're giving a seven-year-old a, a phone number to call you if they have a problem. And you understand why they may not want to call you sometimes. Let's finish this clip here. Being paid to take these children, they're and not, there's no reason for not, them to answer the phone? Paid, they're not being paid to take these children. Sorry. And may I yeah, finish, are. please? They're not, they are. Go ahead. They also um, post-release services over 50% of our children. We, we are working hard to get post-release services for all children. Um, we are over 50% right now. That is another way to have a trusted adult in these, child, uh, in these children's lives. Legal services is another um, so, way. You have 85,000 kids that are missing. You're saying 50% of your kids have services that they can get, but you don't have like, hey, I'm going to come in your home and make sure nothing crazy is going on right yeah, now. Once a month or and something. we are expanding. We are providing more legal okay. services My than ever. My time has expired, and okay. uh, your you. answers are incomplete. I've got two more questions. I will submit for the record. All right, let's bring up the Josh Hawley clip. Is it right next door? No. It's going to be a couple over. All right, let's refresh. Hang on, it's taking a minute, guys, with the new YouTube ad blocker. Or I don't know what is the deal with that. It's brand spanking new. Mm -hmm. Just taking a minute to load. Do, 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 do. This is what I called the dead air earlier I was talking about. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I don't, I, 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 for the life of me, I can't understand how these kids are not going through the same you would think if somebody was here illegally that you would keep better track of them exactly that, that you would keep yeah most people have no okay. clue that in 2023 mr ad man senator grassley senator hawley thank you mr chairman ms marcos can i just start with you you testified a moment ago to senator butler that every child gets a know your rights presentation is that correct that is correct. Is that before or after you release them to labor traffickers? Senator, every child that comes into our care gets a Know Your Rights presentation as well as... Have you read these New York Times reports, these stories, the, the series of stories the New York Times has done on the children who are in your care? Have you read them? Yes, I have. Have you read that children are scrubbing dishes they are operating heavy machinery. They are delivering, delivering meals. They are harvesting coffee. They are working construction. They are working as housekeepers. They are working overnight shifts at plants where they are not paid. They are not going to school. They are not cared for. They are not giving meals. Almost all of it illegally. Are you aware of that? That's a yes or no. Yes. Do the Know Your Rights presentation help them in those situations? Senator ORR. Uh, That's a yes or no, I think. I, Do you really think that you're helping these children by releasing them to labor traffickers and, yes, sex traffickers? 85,000 children whom you have 
no contact with, and your answer is, we gave them a presentation before we turned them over to these people who are exploiting them on a scale not seen in this country for a hundred years, a century, a century. It's a disgrace in the United States of America. Let me ask you this. You did a, an audit, I noticed, where you gave yourself a clean bill of health. So just, just tell me this. Do you require sponsors to document their relationship with the child? Senator, we have a thorough vetting process. Do you require sponsors to document their relationship with the child? Yes, we go through No, you do not. You, you do not. Have you read the Senate's permanent subcommittee on investigations reports on your office? There was one in 2016, there was one in 2018, there was one in 2020, there was one in 2022. Spanning administrations, what they found is you do not require sponsors to document their relationship with the child. You release them anyway. What about background checks? Do you require background checks on all adults in the household? In cases where the child is being released to their parents, we do not require um, background checks. But Senator, I do, would do you really require like background them. checks on all adults in the household in any case? Yes, in some cases we do. How, what percentage of the cases do you do background checks on the adults in the household? I, I don't have that number. No. Do you do home visits in all cases? You can actually see where these children are, are being released, who you, whose care you're putting them in? We do not do home visits in all cases. Senator, I'd really like the opportunity to talk about what we are doing. To you, I know what you're doing, and it's, it's incredibly and totally inadequate. And we can read about it in the New York Times. Let me, since you say you've read it, let's talk a little bit about that New York Times report, if we could. Here's a quote from the April 17th installment. Again and again, veteran government staffers and outside contractors told HHS, including reports that reached the secretary, that children appeared to be at risk. Did you warn the secretary that children were at risk? Senator, I'm in regular contact with the secretary. And Did the you warn him that children were at risk? Safety and well-being of children is our top priority. Did you warn him that children were at risk? I'm not going to get into the conversations I've had. You're here and you're under oath and this is an oversight hearing and we need to know what you're doing because you're manifestly not doing your job. Did you warn him that children were at risk? Do you believe that children are at risk? Let's start with that. Yes. Okay. Did you warn the secretary? Senator, I'm not going to get into the specifics of my conversation, but I would like the opportunity Why to talk about- Why wouldn't you warn the secretary that children were at risk? I would risk. like the opportunity to talk about what we Let's are Let's look at doing. what the secretary said to you. The other one, James. Yeah, that one. At least five HHS staff members said they were pushed out after raising concerns about child safety. Mr. Becerra, that's the secretary, told the ORR director, that's you, right? That if she could not increase the number of discharges, he would find someone who could. And then he went on to say that if Henry Ford had run his plants like this, he would never have become famous and rich. This is not the way you do an assembly line. Get the kids out, run them through, get them out to those sponsors, those traffickers. Why didn't you resign when he said this? Do you think that this is morally acceptable? Senator, I joined ORR in September of 2022. I believe that was reported prior to my arrival, but I cannot but speak This is from to, an article this year. I can't speak to what the secretary 
Do you think that this is acceptable to run to, to run ORR like an assembly line and to release these children I to traffickers? I we do not run ORR like an assembly line. The safety and well-being of children is our top concern. And by plainly statute, not, plainly it is not your top concern because you have managed to lose eighty-five thousand of them, and the Times knows where they are, or two-thirds of them, and they're with labor traffickers. It's unbelievable. Let me just ask you this: How many kids right now, the four hundred and thirty thousand approximately unaccompanied children across the border under this administration? It's an astounding number. How many? are you in regular contact with right now? Senator, we have a number of different providers across the country. Who but, but what's the number? What's the number? How many of you are you in? You said child welfare is your top concern. What's the number? I don't have the specific number. How can you not know? Because Why would you come to this hearing and not know? Um, respectfully, if you would like us to provide comprehensive case management to children after they're released from our care, so we can report Respectfully, exactly I would like you to do your job and not release children to human traffickers. Respectfully, that's what I would like. I'd like you not facilitate the largest child trafficking ring in American history. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Boom! Wow. That's a mic drop. Well done, Josh Hawley. Whoa. Whoa. That's pretty crazy. I'm going to play this this Chuck Grassley one here. There's a good reason. And I think that the, the ad thing is because they're going full force with ads now. Thank you, Senator Butler. Uh, Senator Grassley is next. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, you to sure the witnesses. Under Biden's leadership, family unit housing centers were shut down. Illegal immigrants were electronically tracked instead of being detained. Children became tools for criminals to avoid detention. Uh, Congress has demanded answers, and we've been met with silence, delay, or worse yet, a flat-out refusal to take responsibility. And I want you to know that I have the same uh, sort of outrage you heard from Kennedy and Blackburn. Now, this isn't just a situation that affects uh, the federal government and a few states at the border. This, uh, the failures that I've talked about at the federal <laughs> level have created problems for us, even in Iowa at the state and local level. Worse yet, federal government has failed these kids. So in August, I wrote to Iowa's law enforcement people, primarily the 99 county sheriffs. They told me that the cartels didn't just traffic humans and drugs at the border. The cartels have a presence in communities across the United States and are particularly active along the major highways in Iowa. We have the Sinaloa and the CJNJ uh, cartels. Uh, now in uh, the counties of Green, Iowa? Story, Marshall, and Polk County, right at, uh, at the heart where the I-35 meets no! I-80, those two Corn highways Bill. cut across the United States. This problem is not unique to Iowa. These cartels are active in many states across the country. So to Director uh, Morant. You know, uh, not, not to be the, the obvious, but there's a profile that people kind of fit. And so you're probably going to stick out in Iowa a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, what steps has Homeland Security investigations taken to uh, uh, combat cartels in the interior of our nation, and what tools would be helpful in rooting them out? Can you provide a detailed plan uh, to, uh, to Congress by the end of the year to accomplish this? 
Thank you for that question. As to the first part of that, HSI deploys a very robust strategy to disrupt and dismantle all transnational criminal organizations. We also uh, use a force multiplier of vetted units overseas to try and push the border out before these crimes enter our borders. So we have a very, very uh, active uh, criminal strategy that deals with criminal activity, not only within it, the United States, but outside no. of the United States. Um, can you provide, you're gonna have a comprehensive plan by the end of November? I would have to take that back, sir. Okay. Well, uh, also to you, the New York Times reported back in February that over at least to the last two years, HHS could not reach more than 85,000 children it placed the sponsors. So do you, how many of the 85,000 missing children, missing children has Homeland Security investigations and its law enforcement partners been able to track down? HSI responds to every instance of human trafficking that we're made aware of as soon as we're made aware of it. But you answer. don't have a number for us, the, the number that As you've soon, actually what the heck, been man. able to track down? Go find them. Uh, for specific numbers, I'd have to take that back. Well, can you get us an answer in writing? I'll take that back, sir. You mean you, you can't, can't even tell me if you can get an answer in writing, the number of people that's been affected? And the response will be in writing, Senator. Last Friday, I received an HHS response to a letter that I sent back in December. The response mentions that the Office of Refugee Resettlement recognizes the importance of notifying local authorities when abuse and neglect of unaccompanied children is suspected or uncovered. Director Dun Marcos, how many times did ORR and its third parties notify state and local authorities with concerns about possible child abuse or neglect. Thank you, Senator, for that question. There are numerous ways um, and at different time periods that a referral may be made to local law enforcement, the question was HSI, how many times? Um, or the Office of Trafficking in Persons. Um, that can happen while they are in our care. It can happen after they've been released from our care. They can be reported by the child themselves, by the sponsor, by the post-release service uh, provider. So there's a number of, of different times um, that, that these reports um, can be made. Um, for specific numbers, that I would want to be question. precise, so I will take that back. Okay. Uh, I, uh, you said you were a humanitarian and all the people on the group would uh, witnesses would probably say the same thing and i'm not going to argue with with whether you're humanitarian or not but i hope you realize that not enforcing the law at the border puts us in a position of a life or death situation you have people on the uh, terrorist watch list that can't get on an airplane to come into this country but they come across the the river and and get into this country uh, 800 900 people die in the desert, uh, get lost in the desert and die. We have criminals coming here and creating murders. We have rape on women uh, coming through Mexico. We have human trafficking. Uh, you have the fentanyl killing 112,000 people. 
uh, you're dealing with a life or death situation by not the enforcing of the law. And the Constitution says that the f law should be faithfully executed. And he finally Grassley, got Grassley. Got it. He got Grassley's one of those people. If I'm calling it out, hey Grassley, just I think it's time for Grassley to go. It is time go. for Grassley to grow. But my my thing is is that will he needs to train somebody up. To, yeah. to speak for him. He does. Okay, so Gurleen on Facebook says, I'm aware when I'm aware sounds like a Kamala Harris word salad answer. Yes, it does. Let me see. I'm trying to get this one, the Cornyn one to play, but it's not coming up in the history. Okay, well, let's look for it. Talk amongst yourselves. We will find it. All right, so I'm glad that this hearing is happening. It's a little too late because the 85,000 kids are missing and they're being abused day and night, Okay. We've been talking about it. You've been talking about it. And I don't know if this is actually going to make a difference or not. But I'm glad that somebody is doing is, is saying something on this. Cornyn has a little bit more oomph. But Grassley pulled it out at the end. At the very end. That was hard to get through. I think what we're seeing is what happens when the Biden administration is outsourcing its immigration policy to criminal cartels. <laughs> who are getting richer by the minute, um, smuggling nice people and drugs into the United States. And of course, okay. the, the human, the casualties associated with that, the grieving parents losing their children to fentanyl poisoning uh, are well documented. Um, Mr. Salazar, in your testimony, you talked about Central America um, and the so-called root that? causes strategy. It sounds to me like the administration is engaged in a nation building process uh, to try to address immigration and doing nothing at all about the pull factors which uh, lay out the welcome mat for people all around the world. Let me just ask you, did you know that in 2022 that people from 174 different countries came to our border and uh, were released into the interior of the United States, 174 countries? Did you know that? Sorry, no, sir, I did not. And did you know so far in 2023, uh, people from 143 countries have come to our border and been released by the Biden administration into the interior of the United States? Did you know that number? No, sir, I did not. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with Senator Graham. When you try to solve a problem, the first thing you need to do is, is understand what the problem is. And what has happened as a result of the uh, expectation that if you make it to the border, that you're gonna be able to make it into the interior of the United States and stay here for the rest of your natural life is a huge magnet. And who wouldn't wanna to come to the United States exactly. where the standard of not the love uh, from their perspective. But the casualties associated with this are real. That sounds accurate. I'd have to get and back to you on exact figures. And you've read the, uh, as you as you indicated, it's the process, and these children ha haven't even necessarily claimed asylum, but under the current practice, uh, you identify a sponsor, and then that child is placed with a sponsor, and um, I think there's a chart or a priority list depending on whether there's a family relationship, but there doesn't actually have to be. Isn't it a fact that there's no mandatory FBI criminal background check system on those sponsors? It, there's no requirement that uh, 
and no practice by which you do that in every case, correct? Thank you, Senator. Every uh, sponsor goes through um, a uh, sex offender registry check and a I didn't ask about that. I asked about an FBI criminal background check. There's no... C certain sponsors have an FBI background check. But not all of them. That is correct. Yeah. The uh, New York Times, as you know, documented that in 85,000 cases, when a call was made 30 days after the child was placed with a the sponsor, there was no answer. Are you familiar with that story? Yes, I am. And the truth is that the Biden administration doesn't know what has happened to those 85,000 children or uh, to, to the larger point, to the 300,000 uh, children who've been placed with sponsors because the administration does not deem that as their responsibility. Is that correct? Senator, as I mentioned, uh, while our custodial authority I ends, ask you, is that correct? That our, our care for the children does not. We are expanding post-release well, services. I I'm asking about the 300,000, and, and so there is no follow-up. Can I just ask as a final question, the uh, New York Times documented that Susan Rice, the domestic policy advisor for the Biden administration, and that Secretary Becerra, who's head of the Health and Human Services, both were made aware of these 85,000 attempts to contact sponsors with no avail and uh, did nothing in response. Do you know if, if, in fact, the President of the United States was informed about these facts? Senator, I'd like to set the record straight that although a call was not picked up, do you there know if the President of the United States was made aware of the report in the New York Times about 85,000 unanswered wellness checks 30 days after the child was placed with the sponsor? Did the President of the United States know that? We are in regular communication. I can't speak to the specifics. Okay, nobody, Joe Biden isn't responding to anything right now. Um, my, my big thing is she keeps talking about expanding post-relief services. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? If after 30 days you can't get a hold of the sponsor, your post-relief service expansion does you diddly squat. No, you, yeah, exactly. Because you've already released the child. I got one last video here. Do we have uh, to? From Ted Kennedy. Ted, Ted I'm, or, um, I'm getting real sleepy from these. Okay, well, he's funny and he laughs, so I wanted to end with the, the, the funny one. Okay. I can't believe you're getting sleepy we'll with these. End with the funny one. Like this is like legit. Like eighty-five thousand kids First are of missing. All, Grassley, I was listening is to a that sleepy kind of guy. I was listening to this. I'm listening to it. This is really serious. I'm sitting over here like crying. I'm because crying. These, what, you're. I'm crying because it's like, and I, I'm upset. That I can't get my. I don't know what it is to work with, here. Uh, with the deal here. When all else fails, press F5. That's a little tip I'm teaching you right now. It's not working. F5 is not working. That, that's a problem. If F5 isn't working, we're in trouble. Okay, well, I don't have to end with Kenny. He, his was funny. His was funny. He always has, has some funny ones. Hmm. Hmm. I think this is a... I don't know what is going on. Scott thinks we're under attack. Speaking to Scott. Yeah. He is officially going live in 10 minutes. Okay, great. And he's really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Lee, I literally can't do anything with this page. It's refreshing. Uh, I guess we're not seeing Senator Kennedy again. Kennedy, Kennedy then. Kennedy? Senator Kennedy. We're not seeing him. Sorry, guys.
All right. Well, that's the end of my show then. That can't be the end of the show. That he, I tabs. was going to close it up. Look with at Kennedy. all the tabs left. I told you no. You can't leave me. There's guys. I'm going to tell you something. It was like like 10, 20, 30, We didn't close 40 out tabs. a bunch of them. There's like 40 tabs left open that she's got here. Uh, Debbie says, Leah, I'm crying with you. It is very, okay. very serious. I mean, you could try going out and going to your his watch history and seeing if there's anything else. All right. I will leave you with this. I watch these videos, and I actually have a different take on this than most conservatives. Uh, some Gen Zers are having emotional meltdowns on social media about the, uh, about the world of work and struggles of surviving in the era of Biden economics. Uh, America's youth appears to be done with President Biden, who could be their great-great-grandfather, as a recent New York Times uh, poll conducted over the summer. Um, and these kids are all upset because they don't have time to do anything and they hate a nine to five. Oh, you're not sure, screen sharing it. And, 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 and I know where Leah's going with this because guys, it's not their fault. Right. They were brainwashed. They, have they been were told to do They this. were told that everything would be fine. So when you're watching, there. you're no, just off of that or else you'll end up clicking on the ad. Here you go. When you're watching these videos, I want you to think about how they were educated first. I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, but this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college and I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever to get there. The There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table, like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it, it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like meet like a guy i don't know like how do you have time for like dating like i don't have time for anything so young lady it is not your fault that society has gotten here however and we can play more videos specifically to that young lady. I wish I could look her in the face and say, you don't need to live where you can't afford to live where you can work. Okay. She thinks that she's trapped. But she probably went to college to get a job and then she went to go get the job and that that's where the yeah. job is at. And she can't live in the city. So I'm guessing she lives like in like New York or something. Mm -hmm. Working a nine to five is the biggest fucking scam out there. Sorry about the, the biggest scam. Guys. How the fuck you want to sit here and tell me that I work every day of my okay, life, generation every fucking C, day, not but I still don't have enough to pay my bills? How? How? And before you say, oh, get a better job, bitch, I have had four jobs. Four different, completely different type of jobs. All different pays. And how are you going to tell me none of those four jobs could pay my fucking bills? How? Working for people is fucking scamming bro a fucking scam but then but then you know what there's drug dealers and scammers out here sitting on their ass living their best life when i don't have time to go do anything fun when i don't have the money to go do anything fun 
I am so tired of fucking working for people. It's not even funny. Like, I swear to God, if somehow I win the lottery, get a scratch-off ticket, some shit, and make, get like 10 bands, honey, honey, I am quitting my job and I am starting my own business because I am so tired of working for people. Like, dead ass. Like, people need to be more aware of how much a 9 to 5 is a scam. A literal scam. It is nothing but a scam. And I'm sorry about my lisp. My tongue ring is still healing. But it's a scam. It's a fucking This is difficult. First internship can't fathom working for the rest of their life. The original creator turned his stitches off for some reason, even though he asked a question, but I think we need to talk about this because I am a Gen Zer who got her first like corporate in-office adult nine to five job this year. And I was actually really excited about it because it was a marketing position in a healthcare company. So I thought it was going to be really great. And I get that the company itself ended up being like horribly toxic, but I also made the decision within only four months of working there that if I had to do this like corporate drone thing for the rest of my life, because I did the math, you couldn't retire in this economy. I just like would rather clock out eternally. Like there were people in their 40s at the company making the same amount of money as me, like still in the same struggling to get by position. And I was like, is this, this is it? This is life? Cause I would rather just like tap out right now. And I tried to keep pushing through with blind optimism, but it was like so soul crushing that nine months in, I just had to wake up and be like, hey, is this the life you wanna keep living? And the answer was like, no, I don't wanna do this. So I had to leave for my own health reasons, ironically. And I've sadly been happier doing odd jobs here and there, struggling to pay bills and just living life and having fun. And everyone keeps asking like, what's your plan? What are you gonna do? I don't know what the plan is, but I know if I have to go back to that corporate and office nine to five, like I won't be alive a year from that date. So say whatever you want about Gen Z, but we're just finally putting our foot down about this corporate lifestyle where you waste most of your life sitting in an office doing little to nothing. I would rather just get my work done on my time and then get to go live my life. Gen Z to their core takes the motto, work to live, do not live to work very seriously. And if corporations don't start understanding that, like it's just gonna keep getting worse for everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna give one more and then we'll have our, our final thoughts. This part of this. Why one. is everybody saying Gen Z is gonna get drafted? Like, <laughs> no the fuck we're not. And you know why I know that? Do tell. Because we're just gonna say no. Really? Oh, I hope this is satire. Like, how are they going to actually force us to get up and go to war? Well, there is this. I understand it was like that in like the 1940s. Actually, the last time the draft was enacted was in 1972. What else is there to do in 1940 besides shoot people? We have things to do nowadays. We have to work, be bisexual, eat hot chip. Why did you say be bisexual? And we're also like really mentally ill. I have like six of these. What makes you think I'm qualified to have a gun? Like, within 600 feet of anybody, including myself. Yeah, legitimately, that is a good question. And finally, like, guns are like, so tacky. Tacky. Right. Can you imagine just like pulling up with a gun? Like, that is so fucking embarrassing. Like, what is this? The revolutionary fucking war? No. Well, if anybody would know about what's embarrassing. Let's just chat. Let's just talk. There's no, there's no need for all the like, like, no. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen, don't worry. I genuinely hope that that video was satire. Okay. Because if it's not, and the draft ever was reenacted again. Okay, so 
here's the thing. We know a lot. So the millennial generation, a lot of them already left corporate America. And they're starting to farm or they're trying to leave corporate America. They already know that their souls are being sucked. They're trying to farm. They're trying to um, grow their own food. They're trying to get out of the system. But let me explain something to you. These kids are saying, I'm in a system. Help me out here. But on the same time, they want they, they see the people on TV. They see the that there are people around them making a ton of money. And they want to be part of that system. They just don't want the steps. Here's the problem. Um, in order to be uh, part of the sorority or the fraternity, you have to be hazed, okay? In order to get to the top of this dog-eat-dog system, you have to be eaten, okay? So I, what you're saying is I don't want to be eaten to get to the top. I just want to jump to the top right. because the problem is the people at the top where you want to be are destroying the lives of people like you. And so what you, are what you don't recognize is in order to have all the money and the things that you have, other people are suffering. Other people in Africa have to suffer. Other people in the, you know, the Philippines or whatever, have the Thailand have to sit there at a sewing machine. You think your life is bad? Try being somebody in the Thailand making two cents a day, making your hat, making your shirts, and there is no way out for them. There is no way out for them. They need a bona fide miracle. Some of these people are in Muslim countries. Some of these people have no food to eat. And it's because of us. And so your anger is not at corporate America for making your life not a little bit better and a little bit easier. It's at the Federal Reserve System that is destroying the lives of billions of people around the world. And a few people at the top get on TV, get on the Internet and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you start your own business or if you get, climb up the corporate ladder, then you can be like me. Yeah, guess what? Those people, those Mark Cubans, that billionaire, that guy that we just watched, the George Soroses, they are destroying and eating people on the way up there is not a millionaire not even donald trump that didn't eat his way to the top that didn't destroy people's lives and step on people to get there donald trump even donald stinking trump vivek ramaswamy they don't care they don't mind that you've got people doing sweatshop work that you got people who are just in the corporate america your job is not to work for somebody else let me tell you something the deuteronomy 8 deuteronomy 28 the blessings coming in the blessings coming out your blessings come from god not from a boss not from a corporate america but the world puts you into a system called a public school system and you were taught according to the Prussian model and the Prussian model of education was hey our soldiers are leaving the battlefield and they're not laying their lives down for our stupid wars so we need to start brainwashing these kids from the time they're three four five years old and what we're gonna do and we're going to have compulsory public education. And we're going to have a separate school for the elites. The elites go to the Jesuit schools. That's your people. Corset, Kavanaugh, they're on the Supreme Court. How did two Supreme Court justices get on the same, uh, go to the same high school? The Jesuit high school. Who else is the Jesuit? Mike Pence. I'm telling you what. The corporate people, just like in Prussia, they pull their kids aside. They're like, you're going to be the dog that eats the dog. The rest of the people, Henry Ford, you heard that whoever that guy was, the secretary or something, we need to run these kids in like Henry Ford, like on assembly line. What? Who was on the assembly line? People. People. Men who were leaving their families who are going to pull their eyeballs out, putting the same nut on a car every single stinking day. Henry Ford was a wicked man who believed in eugenics who was friends with Hitler. Rockefeller, Carnegie, Ford, the men who built America, the steel mongols, the bankers, they will foreclose on your booty and your grandma and kick her to the curb and then have Henry Ford run over her with his car. Oh my lord. And then he'll have Carnegie Steel put a grave over her and be like, you know what, grandma, you're in my way. Boom, steel building right on top of your corpse.
They don't care about you. It is all satanic. What we have to do is what the Bars Nation is doing, what Resistance uh, Nation is doing, is we are trying in the name of Jesus by the power of God to pull out of their system. But the first thing we have to do to get out of their system is to repent of being in their system, which is my, my mom. I know y'all think she's crazy about gold and silver, gold and silver, gold and silver. It all goes back to the Federal Reserve. Because guess what? If you don't have the Federal Reserve, you don't have a Carnegie, you don't have a Rockefeller, you don't have a Ford, and you don't have these men to build America, you don't have compulsory education, you don't have all this craziness, you don't have a 9 to 5, you do not have corporate America with a third industrial revolution and they're trying to do the fourth industrial revolution and we are saying no we're going back like brad cummings said listen if we don't get this right god's taking us back to 1776 technology wise and i say bring it on and you know what i was thinking about this the other day if i have to just walk somewhere if i have to get on a horse somewhere well i will do it and i will just deal with my community in my community i love being able to talk to y'all but I don't need to do it. I'm not going to do it for the rest of my life because corporate America and this, and you are in here because right now the warfare is here. Yeah, that's good. So why am I here? Because this is the battlefield, baby. And I'm trying to give you spiritual weapons to enter into the battlefield to take these people down. So generation Z, are you ready to come on over? Let's go. York water says people come on and listen to her. James says, speak the truth. Leah. Come on over, baby. Come on over, Generation Z. Your uh, corporate masters. Says, As a Gen X, I understand Gen Z. I, too, felt the system was wrong, and I stayed at home with my kids while other women did the modern daycare thing. And also, the hubs and I got married in 1984. Instead of living together, we were 19. <laughs> when I look at these young people, and yes, Sherry points out that the young girl that was looking for a job, you know, dressed like she was, you know, ready for Halloween... Uh, there guys it's not their fault when you they are forced into so on our program we're constantly telling you guys please pull your child from public school every child has the right to be educated according to the principles of jesus we, christ i like these kids are making normies. this up themselves like normal normative taught all of this they are brainwashed and then un unfortunately for them when they get out of the system, they have this giant rude awakening. Mm, mm, we should feel, and then perfect. they start to glitch. Yeah. And we should, our hearts, my heart goes out to these young people. And they all have one word in their vocabulary. The F-bomb. They have no other recourse. You take God, here's the thing. Taking God out of schools. Uh-uh. They didn't take God out of schools. They utterly obliterated any semblance of goodness or God or religion from children's brains. And then they created, you think that there's such a thing as secular education. Mm. There is literally no such thing. There are only two religions. It's either going to be Christianity and God, or it's going to be Satan. So if you're sending your kids to public school, you're sending him, you're sending your kids to Satan's school. And I say that to all my blessed, and some people think that they're sending their kids to Satan's school so that they can witness to other kids. Well, more power to them. You better get your kids prayed up and you better let your kids know that they that they're edu getting educated at home because at school they're on the missions front, on the missions field. Because I don't care mm -hmm. what that school you think that, oh, I have some good Christian teachers. The curriculum is literally teaching them communism. You know what? That, that idea that you're sending your kid to public school to be salt and light, would you send your child on a, on a literal battlefield with a gun? No because you want them to defend the nation that's literally it's the equivalent of saying i would enlist my six to 18 year old child to defend our nation and i would be proud that they were going on a battlefield without to defend you, the nation without you with them here's the thing no with if you're you with sending them your kids to public school you're all going together 
You're all going together. If you're the missionary, you don't get to you do missionize it. as a family. You do not get to send your child out into war and say they are doing God's work. Would you say you don't get to stand before God Almighty and say, but I was sending them out to do good. Your job until that child becomes an adult is to protect Here. and teach Wait. them. If you're sending your five-year-old on the streets of Miami to be a missionary, your child knows I'm witnessing to these people, right? But instead with public school, that's not what you're doing because that would be like sending the five-year-old on the streets of Miami and saying, go learn from the drug addicts something today, but witness to them while you're doing it. The drug addicts are your teacher. Yeah. Because the pimp on the, the pimp on the corner, to, to go obey. listen to them, tell, listen, and, 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 and you know what? You're going to have a, a, a pimp essay the next day. Listen to what the pimp says. Listen to what the drug dealer says. They're your, they're your teachers. Now, while you're there, go ahead and tell, you know, witness a little bit. You know, you can't talk too much about Jesus. We're going to have a, we're going to have a, our, 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 our pimp SAT, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the, you know, to, to get us into pimp college. I don't know. What, here's the thing. You're either a missionary or you're a student, but you're never both. Missionaries don't go to in, into the, in, into the, uh, the bowels of, uh, of witchcraft and Satanism. And like, but here, I'm here to be your student. I'm here to learn your witchcraft from you. Right. Okay. So as people are dropping off because they're convicted. Uh-oh. Um, I want to remind you. I got a dog that needs to grow up. Of this coming back. Tuesday. Guys, I am ridiculously excited about this. If you live anywhere within these three locations, please, please try to drive there. Try to take Wednesday off of work. Drive there. If you can get off work early on Tuesday and head, if you have to drive a distance, and head to either Ohio, Oregon, or California. In Ohio, we're going to be in just outside of Dayton. In Oregon, we are going to be just outside of Portland. And in California, we're going to be at Yuba City. Now, why do I say we? This is a group effort between Resistance Nation, Bards Nation, and Glad Tidings Church. So right here in Dayton, Ohio, we are partnering with Harvest Revival Center and Pastor Neil Peterson. He is an amazing, righteous man of God, full of the Holy Ghost. He is opening up his church and partnering with, with Resistance Nation and Bards Nation on an event that is going to pull down the powers of wickedness. Now, here in Ohio, we are we have to get the word out against issue one, but it's so much bigger than that. So much bigger than that. If you need deliverance, if you need healing, if you need prayer, if you need the fire of the Holy Ghost, if you've been wanting to get baptized in the Holy Ghost, come to one of these events. Please come. So many of you guys since the Isaiah 61 conference and since Bards Fest, you've been sending us all of these emails and these messages. God can do anything. Paul used to send um cloths that that he would pray on and then lay hands on people okay we can do deliverance with you on the phone we can pray with you on the phone but as a minister i'm just going to be straight up honest with you it's it's so much easier if you're there in person okay it's so much easier so please if you can pray about it pray about coming so uh this is going to be tuesday starting at 6 30 it's going to live stream we're going to go all night here in Ohio. And what I mean by that is as long as people are coming for prayer, we will be there. Lee and I will be staying the night at the church. Um, and so we will be there for you guys. All right. Halloween night. We're taking back 
this night of darkness and we are turning it into a night of freedom. Three rallies, three locations, one night of freedom, coast to coast with the Holy Ghost. We're going to be praying against issue one, which is the most radical bill on the ballot across the nation. They want to be able to murder babies. They want children to be able to sign their own consent form for gender reassignment, a.k.a. cutting off their genitals, hormone blockers, to sign their own consent form for um, an abortion at any age, meaning the soccer coach could rape a little girl and drive her to the abortion clinic and have zero ramifications whatsoever. They want to legalize pedophilia. They want to legalize child prostitution. Guys, this whole thing is, it, and, they, and they're starting with Ohio. They have been dumping billions or millions. I don't know if it's quite reached the B, but I'm pretty sure it has. They have been dumping so much money from all over America because they know that if they can topple Ohio, they will come after every single state. That is their plan. So we need everybody in the nation. Barack Obama has tweeted out, telling people in Ohio to vote yes on issue one. Hillary Clinton has tweeted out telling people in Ohio to vote yes on issue one. This is a national issue, and we're going to have everybody across the country praying over this, okay? Then if you live in Oregon, you're going to join Scott Kesterson, Brian and Alicia Derrico, uh, CJ and Rick Moyer. Those, both of those couples are from Glad Tidings. The Cantrell family, who Scott Kesterson called up right away immediately to make sure that they went to his event and not ours. Little stinker. So he's got the Cantrell family. They are going to be praying for you guys. They're going to be going all night long. Um, and they will conclude with a victory sunrise service and a breakfast. Then Yuba City, California, the Isaiah 61 conference where all that deliverance was happening. If you listen to Pastor Dave and Cheryl, Brian, uh, Jess Parker, phenomenal, phenomenal event. If you haven't watched it, you need to go back and watch it. It's on Resistance Chicks Rumble channel all the days. They were streaming all, all day long. You want to know about deliverance? You want to know about inner healing, casting out the devil? That's where you want to go. They are going to be having a bonfire so you can burn things um, literally and be set free. Their event is going to, is already planned out. A 7 p.m. prayer and teaching on witchcraft and curses. 8.30 p.m. a holy holocaust. 9 p.m. late night prayer and um, against the unfruitful works of darkness, and they will be open until 3 a.m. All of this information can be found on resistancechicks.com. You click on the banner at the top of the website, and it will take you to this page, okay? So I want you guys to check that out. The live stream will take place on bardsfest.com. Resistance Chicks will be live streaming to our Rumble channel. Scott Kesterson will be streaming their event to his Rumble channel. Glad Tidings will be streaming to gladtidings.com forward slash media. Again, all this information is there, but it will all be live streamed and the embeds will be on bardsfest.com. So we can thank Hannah for that. Then the next day, November 1st, is the launch of Bards Nation. We'll be doing our regular Revelation Red Pill. That will go from 7 to 9 p.m. with Brad Cummings. You do not want to miss that. That's going to be phenomenal. Then at 9 p.m., we will be launching Bards Nation with Scott Kesterson, and that will be streaming probably on Resistance Chicks Rumble in addition to Scott's Rumble and YouTube channel, um, and probably Podbean as well. So, guys, last but not least, before we leave, um, ITM Trading. If you, and I know I say this every week, but it's really, really important with what we've got coming down the line. You've got this war in Israel that's that's blowing up. Um, I truly believe, we went and saw Police State, um, and God gave me a word. You can go back and watch our, our movie review on that. The plan that the enemy has right now is huge. God's plan is bigger. 
God's going to foil the enemy's plan and we must be ready and we must be equipped. But if you want to save what you've got, it's got to be in gold and silver or land or a grain mill or something. And if you call ITM trading, it's a free strategy call. A lot of our viewers, you guys, I, every single viewer that has called them that then came and told us about it. We haven't had anybody come back and say, I didn't have a good experience. If you had, if you had a bad experience, let me know. I want to know about it. But everybody has said, oh my gosh, it's phenomenal. Sometimes they're having four or five free phone calls with them the, with the wealth shield, food, shelter, barter ability, um, water. They will help you. They will, if you have a 401k or any kind of retirement or savings or whatever, if you have over two or $3,000, and you, need, and you want to move it into constitutional money, real money, God's money, give them a call. Custom number for resistance chicks is 1-866-950-7776. 1-866-950-7776. Do it yesterday. I'm serious. If you want more information, go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. All of that is in the description of all of our videos. I'm telling you, yesterday is the day to get out. Now, keep staying tuned to resistance chicks. And I also want to encourage you guys in the Facebook group and on Rumble, get to know one another. One of the things that I absolutely love about Bards Nation is because Scott goes live three times a day, they see each other all the time and they've gotten to know one another. So community is going to be really, really vital going forward. So that's why I want you guys to, to be tuning in, even though it's not a Resistance Nation launch, it is because Re Resistance Nation is joining with Bards Nation so that we can get you guys all over there together even if you're not watching the same programs, you are the same exact people. You're the same like-minded people so that we can have community. I left, somebody left a comment and I'm guessing they are from Bards Nation and they're like, um, that the people in this chat don't interact as well as the ones in Bards Nation. Yeah, and I, we got Um, and so anyway, I want you guys to be interacting with one another. If you can, if you feel so led, get to know one another, exchange contact information. I'm telling you, community is how we're going to. So getting yourself some land, getting yourself out of the paper dollar and community. That's how we're going to fix and the power of God, of course. So Michelle and I have one video that's reached. Just keep going it wrong. Reached over a million views and it's not even our own video. It's the Oliver Anthony video, um, but we're. You know, you want to play it again, mom? People are putting it in the chat. Oh, okay. So, well, mom put it in the chat. No, so show people where they can go now. Screen share, okay? So, if you, you, you all should be following us on Facebook if you have a Facebook account, you don't have to get a Facebook account. I'm not asking okay. you to do that. So, here's our, here's our page, okay? Now, you can go to videos, all right. And I think our most popular one's gonna, uh, most viewed one's gonna come up. Nope, usually does. Oh, these are in, this is weird. They're in chronological order, that's not weird. Oh, but on my phone it comes up with the oh, most viewed one okay. at the top. I'm sorry, so, I just have to go back a ways until you get there. Okay, well you can look at all our videos. Look how some of these views are pretty high, it's pretty awesome. We are getting somewhere out of the censorship for a moment. There's our piggies. But stay with me because you guys want to see this one. But I wanted, I could play this anywhere, but I wanted to play my upload of it. Um, right. Nope. That's nope. Joe Rogan. This is the reaction video to Oliver Anthony's video, Richmond, north of Richmond. 
So, and I think the reason why mom wanted us to play this is you've got these. Uh, there it is. Look at that. 1.8 million views. That's awesome. It's not even our video. But it's my post of it. That's good. Okay. I've been selling my these soul. Kids, they're waking working up. All this is why the song resonates. Over time. Hang on, I'm right. trying to I'm make it dig. It's not going to make it dig. Bullshit place. Sorry about so the curse sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the I can rock these rich men north or rich men lord knows it all just wanna have total control wanna know what you think wanna know what you do and i don't think you know but i know that you do cause your dollar ain't shit oh it's taxed no him okay it's a rich man north or rich man oh. this is true hello buddy some of us can't say what we absolutely know is true, and he's articulating. I wish politicians look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. Yes. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. But God, if you're five foot three, and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves Six feet in the ground Cause all this damn country does Is keep on kicking them down Ah! Lord, it's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me What? For people like you Wish yeah. I could just wake up And it not be true But it is Oh, it is Living in the And then I don't think you know, but I know that you do, cause your dollar ain't shit. It ain't. It's taxed to no hen, cause the rich men, North of rich men. Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. Damn. Damn. These kids are waking up to it. Amen. Yep. They're coming out it's of the public right. school it's system. not right. It's not left. All right. We're going to see you guys on Tuesday. Now, also, worth noting, um, we are going to be doing a live show. I will. I guess I will end up streaming Roundtable afterwards, I think. Um, 9 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time this coming Monday mm-hmm. with um, Scott Kesterson, Brian and Alicia, CJ and Rick, Paul, um, hopefully our ministry team. Um, and I think Pastor Devin East may try to be there and Neil. And we're going to not just be praying for these events, but we are going to go ahead and preemptively pray against the darkness that is mm. October 31st, yeah. Halloween. So uh, stay tuned for that. Britt Vaza says, Michelle and Leah, I moved from a city to a mountain on top of Wales. As you know, I bought land and got accepted into a farming community. I now get local food and free fuel, electric water, and I grow my own. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. And he still does his engraving, but he's spending more of our time outside with nature. So <clears throat> Lily B. Mom says, I want to learn how to live like Leah and Michelle. I just don't know where to start. That is truly what I want. Land, farming, animals, gold and silver. But how to get there starting from nothing seems so. Um, and I get it that the rest didn't come, but I get what it seems like. And this is what we've been trying to tell you guys on our show. Just start with one thing. You, it's a, it's a, it's a simple. Start by doing one little thing. Like, one simple act of obedience. You go pick some apples at an apple orchard, and then and can them. You make some applesauce, and can them up. And then when you pull that applesauce off of the shelf, you're like, I did this. God, one it's one step at a time. It's a seed that you plant. You tell you this is your way of saying, God, I will start small. Guys, we did not start big. We moved into a home that was not even our own to take care of our grandmother. Mm-hmm. And we had some land, Look but it, we had done nothing. You. Right? And we just went outside and we just started taking down some brush. See if we started neighbor, doing things. If you don't have land, see if your neighbor will let you plant a garden. Yes. Maybe there's an elderly neighbor that used to do a garden and they don't have the physical ability to do it anymore. Like start with, and then God can open the door and then God can bless that. You got to start with something small. Don't think to yourself, guys, Leah and I do not have the land that we desire. No. I want to have. I look at other people that they're doing like, I want to do that. I want to have big acreage. I want to have a milk cow. I want to have kids and a, and a, and a, like a, literally a barn church and like all the things. I'm doing, Lee and I are doing what we can with what we have, but it is not the, the huge, big desire. And I'm going to be honest, I love y'all. And I will do this show until the day I die, if that's what God calls me to do. But I would rather be living that life. So none of us, I dare say, are living the life that we know God truly, truly wants for us because we're in the middle of a battle. You should be on YouTube to teach other people how to do it. (laughs) Sherry has an excellent answer. She says, Lily, just start by doing one thing at a time. It can be overwhelming to think about all we need to do, but many people farming, buying gold and silver, prepping, et cetera, have built up things over years, but baby steps will get you there. You can do sprouts too. That's good. Thank you, Sherry. Just some sprouts, maybe ferment some food, Um, grab some, uh, make some kombucha. Yeah. Right? Do some stuff that you can, some produce. Grab some, get some get some cabbage. Slice it up. Add some carrots. Put some salt on it. Make a little kimchi. We've done videos on this. Okay. You they can just start, start with something little... very small. Don't oh try gosh. to bite it all off. All right. Crazy dog. Okay. We're going to sign off. We'll see you Sunday for our world news program at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the, the truth. truth. Stay tuned, guys, because we've always got more coming your way. Leah, thank you for a phenomenal show. Excellent thank job. Thank you, Michelle. Leah, you're thank so you great. Thank you for looking so beautiful all the time. Leah. Thank you for your great hair. Wow.
anyway, they they do not come for the hair. Uh, guys, here's the deal: we are constantly in prayer for you, each and every single one of you. I want to thank everybody that's tuning in. You really do feel like family. I wish there was more family type chat in the actual. I mean, the chat's been alive, and I love everybody in the chat. Thanks to all the mods and everybody that's there leaving comments. You guys are fantastic. Um, make more friends. I think that this is, is a good idea to have uh, a connection. Barry says, I also now get local eggs, milk, local honey, uh, meat, and other stuff. Um, my food miles are now food meters. I see all the animals I eat growing on grass, fed fields over out of my window. Barry, that is absolutely beautiful. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time right here from resistancechicks.com. Let's go.